0: This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast, with ODB and the Mayor.
1: This is dedicated to the niggas that was down from day one. Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: Yo, 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 yo. It's Our Lifestyle, the podcast, episode 232, a.k.a. O.L.P., We've rolled in with the chronic intro because one of our homies that's on this episode, he's a big uh, Death Row fan. We'll talk more about it. But, dude, we got Biggity Mike the Mayor. He's back in the catbird seat. He was out gallivanting with Hank, supposedly. But, Mike, are you? Or did you dial into the conference?
3: Dude, I'm here, brother. I am here, live and in color.
0: Episode 232, want to give a huge shout-out to our title sponsor, Love what the Custom Car Show production team does. If you haven't heard, we've been talking about it, this weekend in Mobile, Alabama, one of the biggest, baddest upcoming shows is After Hours, and it's at Hank Aaron Stadium. And Mike, he worked back with Aftermath Designs, recently did some very cool awards. I love the tie-in, dude. How awesome was it to see the baseball bats and the baseballs for After Hours? I think they're going to go yard with those, aren't they, man?
3: Dude, they absolutely hit a home run. I just want one of the bats. I don't care about the balls or anything else. I just want one of those laser engraved bats. I think those things came out really badass. But, hey, the balls are pretty damn cold, too.
0: Yeah, and I know Greg was thinking about this. April 8th, 1974. You know what happened on that day, Miggity Mike?
3: If I'm not mistaken, that is the date that Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run.
0: Dude, you are the man that was playing last week. You nailed it. We got a tick mark Willie update here on April eighth, nineteen seventy four. Hank Aaron, really the legend. Of course, he was with the Atlanta Braves back in the day, and you nailed at seven fifteen, breaking the the good old Babe Ruth's record. And uh, really, man, he should still have that record, man. I don't care about the dang steroid monkeys out there, and uh, you exactly. know, no, no offense to monkeys, but I mean, these, you know, these were, you know. Steroid monkeys. I mean, because they look like monkeys on steroids. You know what I mean? But Facos, Sosa. Oh yeah, Barry Bonds. Yeah, definitely. even Mark McGuire was a he. You know, he was a steroid yes. monkey. So, um, you know, all of them. But uh, my, one of my favorite players of all time was Ken Griffey Jr. And he really would have had it, I think, if he didn't. Um, you know, get hurt kind of early on, but um, you know, with some of the 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 uh, injuries that he had over his career, but. With all that being said, After Hours, Hank Aaron Stadium. If you're in the region, search Hank Aaron Stadium on Google Maps. It'll get you right to where you need to go. Gallivant on over it is a nighttime event. This one's not on Instagram, but, of course, it's on Facebook. You can just search After Hours. It's going to pop up, and uh, it's going to be Real Deal Holyfield. So I think it was in May in the past, but it is April 17th this year. So, Mike, dude, this episode, we got Tim... Davis, A.K.A. T.D. Uh, he's good friends I know with Jeff Blake, uh, J.J. A.K.A. Jeremiah Johnson. You know they're they're kind of forming their own death row label. I think, man. So we've got some cool stuff. We'll be sharing uh, photo wise of that. Uh, super excited. Really awesome audio. Good dude. Really enthusiastic. R.A. member. Got a chance to see him at Sparks in the Park. Of course, he was at Orange Beach Invasion. He reps the scene. He recently relocated, so I don't want to give all that away. So he'll kind of share some of that. He did relocate as far as uh, moving. And, Mike, I think the big story here, um, we're going to talk about Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, but, dude, the big story is you're back in the catbird seat, dude. Uh, why don't You know, I hinted recently what happened. I know a lot of people probably reached out to you. Uh, give, give everyone an update what you've been going through the last, uh, I don't know, two, three weeks, man.
3: Well, first of all, you said Tim Davis. What a guy. I finally had the privilege of meeting him at OBI. Um this you know, this last OBI. And man, we had a great conversation, badass truck, um, super cool dude. So I definitely look forward to hearing um you know, hearing that uh, that interview uh there with Tim, that sit-down um with Tim. But dude, past couple weeks has been it's been it's been pretty crazy. And uh let me tell you, some advice, guys. If you get in a high impact, Rear end car accident. Okay. Just go in an ambulance. Save yourself a whole bunch of trouble because I tell you what, and make yourself a whole bunch of money. I didn't. And I should have. And it's so funny because the lady that hit me, that's exactly what her insurance company said. That's what she told me. I was like, Hmm, interesting. So needless to say, my poor 2007, Chevy Silverado um, got totaled. Uh, they determined that the, the frame was bent, which that didn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. I was less than I'd say three blocks away from my house. I was at the turn light, sitting there at the turn light, getting ready to turn and uh, this lady that was going straight in the fast swerves over and BAM! And that was it. All I heard was that Oh, uh, so, Yeah, but uh, I just definitely want to say thank you to everybody that reached out, uh, checking on me, making sure everything was okay. Um, I'm fine. I'm alive. Um, but now um, we've had the dilemma of trying to find a new truck because the trucks are on a – they're all on back order. They're all um, on the on the way to the lot or to the dealerships. They're in transit. I mean, and as soon as they get there, they're gone. Now, granted, I'm not – I don't have the OD odb money i could go and buy me that you know that brand high country right now you know seventy thousand dollar truck um but you know i got that little you know that little mike murray money so uh yeah that's not gonna happen um but good news is is today actually before uh, on my way home i got the phone call and uh my truck is actually at the, at the dealership um it just arrived today so uh thank God. Um, me and the wife, me and the wife have been sharing a car, and it's like we're 16 again. But uh, that's all right. We've been spending some good quality time together and having good conversations on the way to work and uh, taking her to work and dropping her off. So if I gotta have conversations with anybody, it's definitely her. So
0: not me. But, uh, that's that's messed up, man. You know what I mean? Oh,
3: believe me. I I already know every time you try to call me and I don't answer. You know, I get the fifth degree because you know I don't have enough time for you. And, well, you got you and, got
0: businesses yep. and shows and. Give you know, like me and side, accidents you're like my, and insurance like
3: side, and you know when you can't make the side piece happy then you know then you know no, you're in
0: trouble no, i'll never be considered that now listen you you got a lot to unpack there one because he like the mayor he's trying to swerve you guys because really uh, he's the one that's uh stuffing money in the couch and all that deal but he um i tried telling him buy the truck back you know make it a long bed switch it up you know go full interior maybe you know upgrade the motor 2022 stuff go crazy i couldn't get him to want to you know try to bamboozle the the tow truck driver to to take it off the, the you know the tow truck but uh congrats on the new truck purchase and glad that you're okay of course the other disclaimer is okay. Don't take metal. Uh, don't take legal advice from Mike or I. You know we gotta throw that out there. So hopefully you're never in an accident. I know Hank is. No, Hank is I, for I hire. Ha- Hank is willing to consult with people. To you know, he's got all kinds of you know feedback that he'll give you. Like if you're in an accident, things you should do. And I was like, I heard him talking to some people, and I was like, man. I don't know if I would, you know, that that stuff's you kind of borderline legal, illegal, you know. So, you know, d- don't run from an accident, stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, well,
3: I think he's got enough problems of his own. I don't know if he ha- I don't know if he's capable of giving anybody else any advice. Legal, ad- legal
0: advice. Well, glad right you're now, okay. Definitely glad you're okay, Mike. And I uh, just want to remind people that the overview of this episode, including. The fact that we have Tim Davis on is brought to you by Graphics Mafia. We've said it many times. If you don't know, now you know G-R-A-P-H-I-X. That's Graphics with an X, Graphics Mafia. Look them up on Facebook. Look them up on Instagram. They're also on um, pretty much on, on the web, right, GraphicsMafia.com. If you need stickers for your business, they can get them to you quick. Uh, they've got great uh, prices, and uh, they take care of their clients. If you want a certain type of vinyl, uh, they always got your back, ain't that right, Mike? Dude, hey, buddy, buddy, and Ryan—not to be confused with Buddy Ryan, the NFL genius—I, I never thought he was a genius, but Buddy and Ryan—they're good people. We had such a good time down there at Destin for Sparks in the Park. We got crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Stayed out way past ODB's bedtime. But, man, it was a damn good time. So, uh, Hank was there. Ron was there. It was it was nuts. But, Mike, we're going to transition into the scene updates. And, dude, there's no bigger update for us to share than next week is Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals. I think it's the 27th annual. And, Mike, we have something going down. Talk to us a little bit about the mini Nats vip party thank you so much to jason bell and the team for allowing us to do this
3: yeah we did it last year and this year we've actually added an extra 50 we did 100 and 100 bands last year vip um and of course we got to give a shout out to asphalt army uh, tony moore for making those um vip badges for us once again this year and um they actually came in and they Badass once again, and so we have teamed up with Hammered Weekend wear Asphalt Army, and of course OLP, and of course we can't forget the DJ DJ Mays and um, Sean Rose. We're going to be over there and going to be having this VIP party. Um, Malloy's Barbecue is uh, is going to be making some steak tacos and some chicken tacos for us, and of course we're going to have all the fixins as far as chips and salsa and all that good stuff. So the VIP deal this year is going to be the same as it was last year. Like I said, but we've added 50 more this year is um, you come, you spend 25 bucks at hammered asphalt army or um, OLP. And you're going to get yourself a uh, pass to the VIP party. And that VIP party is going to get you one meal. And of course your choice of beverage uh, there at the VIP party. So for every $25 you spend, you get a pass. And then you just spend that 25 bucks. You can either spend 25 bucks at each one and each one of us will give you one, or you go and spend 75 at Hamburg, you're going to get three. Spend 100 at OLP, you're going to get four. Spend 50 at uh, Asphalt Army, you're going to get two. It's just that simple. And of course, we'll have a couple of them that we are going to be auctioning off because all of the proceeds that from this auction that we're going to have is going to go to the Spread the Love Foundation. And so we'll have panels there to auction off and we will have other merchandise to um, auction off as well. So we can help out our our good friend, um, Sean Rose, and uh, help raise some money for Spread the Love Foundation. This year, um, uh, he has found a lady that is an actual nurse that has stage four cancer. She works six days a week as a nurse on the front lines, hasn't taken a day off with this whole COVID thing only time she takes off is when she goes to get her chemo and then she's Mm -hmm. back to work the very day. So mad props, this lady and um, don't want to, you know, um, say her name yet, but uh, you'll definitely, you'll definitely know by the time many Nats comes, but uh, she's, she's filling out some paperwork for Sean and whatnot, because it's all legit. And uh, so we definitely want to help this lady that has been there and helped out so many others. And uh, like I said, she's a nurse and she's helping hundreds and hundreds of people, um, that have had COVID and, uh, cause guys, if this lady gets COVID, she's pretty much done, but she's been willing to take that chance, uh, to, you know, try to save other people's lives. And, uh, so it's definitely, uh, it's awesome that, uh, Sean is, uh, is, you know, trying to help her out as well.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, not trying to make people, you know, sad or anything, but, I, I think it's important, you know, when when I hear things like this, it, it it's a feel good story because a lot of us are able to get up and do the things we want to do and, we, you know, if you're in good health, you know, knock on wood like many of us are, you don't really even think about things but, you know, just don't take things for granted, you know, be positive and, you know, some of the stuff I see on Facebook and things like this, people arguing and fighting and this and that, it's like dude, it's bigger things to worry about man, it's like, you know, unfollow those people or put your phone down and and listen, focus on some positive stuff, like going to mini-nats and and contributing to a good cause if you can. You know what I mean?
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, Mike, the one thing I wanted to mention is last year we were to the right. When you come in the front gate, we're going to be over to the same uh, area this year, right? You'll see the big uh, OLP flags, of course, Hammered and uh, Asphalt Army all set up right there.
3: Uh, Yes, sir. As soon as you go in, um, you're going to see to the right. Actually, when you first walked in, because I know Jason Bell would appreciate this. When you first walk in, make sure you go to the left and pick yourself up a show shirt. Okay, you cannot miss where they have them for sale, because if you guys don't get them early, they will be gone. And this year they're going to have hats. They're going to have keychains. They're going to have banners. They're going to have skate decks. Um, uh, Joey over at Get Decked is making these skate decks for uh, mini-nats with the artwork. They're going to be absolute killer because Joey uh, puts out some awesome, awesome skate decks we know firsthand. And so make sure you go and get your um, your uh, your shows, all the stuff for the show. Make sure you stop by there and pick that up because if you guys don't, it's going to be gone. So make sure you first do that. But to get into the gate, make sure you get your armbands on. And guys, if you didn't register, it's okay. If you couldn't register, it's okay, because they got ten dollar, ten dollar spectator wristbands. Steal! That's a steal. Cannot beat that anywhere.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. Now, as we're kind of covering some of this, we're gonna bake in some of the key updates for the show. We are going to announce later in the episode who our guests will be for next week, and I think you'll get a chance to hear even more information. But from the VIP perspective, Mike, it's Friday, or excuse me, Mike, from the VIP perspective, it's Saturday, it's from 5 to 7. And I think when, when people go, well, man, why do you do it, Mike? Last year you had the best, uh, you know, you and I talked, and we had you really had the best spin on it because a lot of the restaurants are going to start packing in. You're going to have clubs. You're going to have families and all this stuff starting to get together. A lot of us, we're not ready to wind down at 5 o'clock and peel out of there, right? And the cool thing is, Mike. Keep me honest. The event goes on into the evening, so we have this unique opportunity to stay at the showgrounds, and you don't have—you're not getting kicked out, right? You can stay and gallivant with us. It, ain't that right, Mike?
3: Oh, absolutely. And who would not want to stay and gallivant with us?
0: Well, with you, I mean. Let's be honest. I mean, let's—you know—let's put the let's put the hairs here. I mean, they. I mean, really, you're the gallivanting man. I mean, the w- rumor has it that that's going to be your debut album you're dropping. You know, there's the rambling man, and then there's the gallivanting man. So we got to get you, you know, back on the the drums or the guitars, whatever you play, and try to finish the studio album. You know what I mean?
3: Oh, absolutely. You remember how, you know, they got that thing from uh, KIK that said, sorry, we're partying? Yes. Well, I got one that says, sorry, I'm gallivanting. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. So when you think about the VIP party, you basically go, okay, it's one, you get one entry in just by making a purchase. So, you know, you're, you're, you're already planning to come over, you're going to buy the event shirt, you're going to come over from Asphalt Army, Hammered Weekend Wear, or OLP, you, you're going to make a purchase, and like Mike said, you're going to get one badge with a lanyard per uh, purchase. So if you got two of you, you know, you'll, you'll basically spend a minimum of 25 times two, so a minimum of 50. The tacos, Mike, you had me at the T word, okay? I'm a taco fiend, and you got to give a huge shout-out. Did you see the homie did the video, and, and uh, I think you shared it into Airhead Nation. Dude, is it Malloy's? Malloy's. Yes, Malloy's, sir. yeah. And, dude, did you see, I, you know, it sounds weird saying the, the butt. Does he say the butt? But, dude, it looked good, didn't it?
2: Oh, yes, it
3: did. I like big butts, and I cannot lie.
0: Dude, you, you man, you've got a new career, man. I've got to, I've got to get you signed to OLP. I know we kind of did the 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 boomerang here, because you know one point when you know we're trying to get rid of you now. I got, I mean, with you dropping bars like that, Mike, we've got to try to get you re-signed, like an Aaron Rodgers deal. You know, we just don't have the budget, more than likely, to keep you on on, on board here, man. So I, I hope that you just you know keep us in mind, you know, as you're renegotiating, you know, with
3: Hank. Well, I tell you what, Hank is my agent and he will be in touch. He'll be in touch very soon with you. And um from what I from what he tells me,
0: um it's not looking good. Yeah. Well, you know, like the old eighties and nineties movies where America's like, We do not negotiate with terrorists. Hank doesn't negotiate. I mean, dude, he's got a lethal negotiation, dude. Like kind of like Randy Quaid. I know not everyone likes uh, Caddyshack two, right? Maybe not a fan favorite. I loved it. I remember seeing it in the movies with my neighbor, eighty nine Dude, when Randy Quaid comes in with the hockey stick and gets on the table mm-hmm. and he starts barking like a dog, that's one of the most underrated performances, dude. I mean, Randy Quaid with the tick mark, man. Really, that's the, hey. that's how Hank negotiates. Let's be honest.
3: Yep, no, he definitely negotiates and that's why he's my agent. <laughs> and but the one thing that Hank does not like to do is he does not like to negotiate with cheap asses. And oh, right dude. now, Apparently his biggest his biggest his, right. his bitch is his biggest this is exact words is that ODB is a cheap ass and he said that he does not like negotiating with cheap asses
0: I'm
3: so not, not sure how much long, yeah not sure how much longer these are gonna these are gonna go on um but uh we'll we'll see we'll see what happens
0: well', well those are some fighting words man so Hank you're hearing this we're gonna have a we're going to have some words at many Nats, you know, so let's be honest. Now, listen, back, you know, talking about the VIP event, the other aspect of it is, so you mentioned Sean Rose. He's going to be there. He's going to be networking with people, giving advice. He's got his bead roller out there. Some of those pieces, including what he brings, those will be, you know, part of, like you said, the, uh, the auction, right? One of the awesome things, though, is you also have DJ Mays, who will be on the ones and twos? He'll be. My understanding is he's going to have the stuff set up like he did last year in the Hamburg Weekend Wear booth, and uh, that makes it real awesome because we can do the announcements if we've got anything going on. We've got you know if anybody wants to you know wish someone a happy birthday, whatever. We've got all the audio equipment right there, but you basically have a DJ event for two hours. You it's BYOB. We'll have sodas and waters. We'll have the tisacos. We'll have uh, Miggity Mike the Mayor, ODZ DZBZ, His Inc, Riz on, Dizzy Mizzies, And the whole crew, man, you know, Shiz on Rizzo's. It's going to be going down, but you got to come over to Maggie Valley next week. And you got to look for the Mini Nats VIP party again Saturday from 5 to 7. Uh, usually it will even go a little bit later. There will be people out there, I think, till like... Eh, I don't want to say the time, late in the evening. And it's just going to be an awesome event. So, Mike, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, We'll also have a photo opportunity with our backdrop. Uh, we, We took some really cool photos last year. We had the opportunity. We tried to do all four corners of the country. I think we couldn't find the homie from Cali. He did listen. He drove the Cadillac from Cali. But last year we had Washington. We had California. We had Massachusetts, the big homie. And then we had Florida, of course. So we literally had all four corners of the country right there that descended upon not Hill Valley, but Maggie Valley, North Carolina, Southeast Minnats. It's going to be on and popping, Mike. I don't know what else to say.
3: Well, I tell you this. Let me make this clear for everybody. Whoever does not understand ODB-ish, okay, that was Hank. That was Ron Perkins. That was the Asphalt Army family. That was
0: word. That's right.
3: Yeah, and then that was Jason Ballard and Mike Murray um, and Sean Rose. We're gonna all be out there at the VIP party, so come <laughs> out and get oh, DJ Mays. So all that is this is this, is, this, is, this, is this is this, or whatever he said. That's who's really gonna be out. You're there, not a true, have-
0: you're not a true wrestling fan, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to uh. we want to do we do want to thank again Tony Moore at Asphalt Army. We recently had him on as a guest. Mike you mentioned it earlier I know Blake Moore his brother good dude uh, with his lady uh, both of the wives will be out there the parents uh, they're good people so asphalt army he uh, actually designed the badges and he handled uh, sending those you know sending off for those to have those mailed in so you kind of get that also the keepsake I'll be honest I don't even have one from last year so it's kind of that extra thing that you get so uh, you know you get the the badge you get the lanyard, you get the awesome meal, you get the drink, you get the DJ party, the photo op, biz like the mayor there. It's just going down, it's going to be awesome. All you got to do is spend a minimum 25. You have to ask for the badge and uh you're in, you know you you're in like Flint. I think is how they say it. So, Southeast Money Truck exactly. and Nationals uh, will have even a little bit more next week, but that's the bulk of it. And hey Jay, you know what?
3: Talk about asphalt army. It just dropped Tandems and Tilt Beds shirt, and I can't wait to get that at MiniNats because it will be available there at MiniNats, so I know I'm buying one, so make sure you guys pick one up as well and support the best family in the mini truck scene, Asphalt
2: Army.
0: Great people, man. Now, I also want to give a huge shout out to Garage Gear Clothing. Now, Garage Gear, they do get set up on the other side, so... They have been going, I know, and setting up even longer than we have there. Garage gear clothing is going to be down towards the stage side, typically where they're set up. Go down there, let Lonnie, Radar, and Team, Crystal, I know she's running the show over there, let them know that <laughs> that you're down with OLP and they will take care of you. Okay, So you have plenty of opportunity, whether you're going right to Jason Bell and the tent there for the event stuff, we just uh, kind of went through the three opportunities that you have down on our side. But if you're going to go anywhere else, you got to go to Garage Gear Clothing. If you're not going to be at the event, go to garagegearclothing.com and they have free shipping. It's one of the only brands that I know, Mike, that offers free shipping in the continental United States. It might be Hawaii and Alaska. I know Hank will sometimes go out there on a bender and then try to order stuff and then, you know, complain about the shipping. I don't know how all that always works out, but. Um, How can you complain about the shipping, Mike? It's free. You know what I mean? But that's how Hank tries to spin stuff and get an extra, you know, koozie and stuff. I'm like, come on, man. You know, but you know, he does it for the love of the scene. So big ups to Garage Gear Clothing. Mike, the street trucks. So next week we'll go a little bit more in depth here. I'm lucky to have one of the first issues in hand of the new Street Trucks magazine. May of 2021. And Mike, you know whose trucks on the cover, homie. Oh
3: yeah. Let's tell tell everybody who
0: doesn't know Jay. Shout out to Billy Bob, previous guest. Obviously he's got Billy Bob his own podcast. So make sure you go out there and check it out. The awesome thing about this is we're not even 60 days. Give or take, not even we're like we're like a week shy of sixty days from Lone Star Throwdown. One of our favorite shows of the year. Tenth anniversary was just back in February. Well, February, if I remember correctly, it was Sunday night after the show, not stock photo, John Jackson, they they took a little ride. I know Hammered was there on site, some of the other Pacific Northwest guys, and they shot the truck, Billy Bob's truck. Dude, not even 60 days, Mike, from, uh, from debut slash photo shoot right there at that little cool old school gas station to cover, dude. I mean, that's a story right there. Congratulations. Won't share a lot more, but what I'll tell you is including that cover, there are six mini truck features in there. They should have just made it the mini truck and spectacular because there's really there's seven features in there, and six of them are minis, Mike. So I have to thank street trucks. I know Chris and Nicole have have asked in different Facebook groups what do you want to see more of? We constantly see the word minis or the two words mini trucks. Guess what? They're delivering. Okay? So go out, send that little snail mail piece back to, you know, make sure Mike stays employed or street trucksmag.com, scroll to the bottom, tap on subscribe, and subscribe the new school way. But listen, if you're a subscriber and you get the thing in the mail that says your subscription's pretty much almost up, Mike, what are they supposed to do with that?
3: Well, if your subscription is almost up, then that means that you need to go into the magazine and pull out that little piece of paper, okay, and fill out the paperwork and send it back in through the mail. Because like Jay said, keeps me a job. So uh, you can get that new subscription because these new subscription prices are pretty damn cheap, and uh, there's no reason why you can't subscribe and support Street Trucks Magazine.
0: And if nothing else, YouTube follow them there or on Facebook they have over a million likes on their Facebook page their YouTube is on the rise and of course now if you've been uh, checking them out on social media you'll see that they have a $1500 first place prize and this is at the their next event the stage one uh, diesel works and street trucks or excuse me diesel world versus street trucks and that event is going down April 24th at the Sacramento Raceway so they're gonna be live streaming there. And then we'll be live streaming from Relaxing in the Park, St. Louis, if I remember correctly. That's the next event. So, street trucks, big ups to them. And the last few scene updates that I wanted to cover, Mike, I know the homie Tim Gilbert, Negative Camber Florida, one of the original Negative Camber Florida members, big ups, a real OG, great dude. He sold his mini truck, his amazing Toyota. Now, he won. he's won an award. You know, before from OLP, he's won other awards with it. That's, of course, not why he built it. But that amazing truck with the red guts, so to speak, he did go ahead, Mike, and he punted it. I know he wanted to keep it, but he's also probably, you know, he wants to do something different. And he's always built some cool stuff over the years, so I'm excited for him. And, and congratulations for the sale. It went to a guy in Georgia. I know the guy's already got it laced up with, his, uh, with their Truck Club logo on it. And uh, congratulations to them.
3: Oh, I did not know that. Well, they got themselves a badass truck. That's for damn sure.
0: Yes, sir. Also, I wanted to, I know Jimmy's running Customs. They're gearing up to be building a lot of chassis here real soon with some cool projects. So I saw that was out there. Uh, I saw that Beth and Rich, they had a great job. They did a great job at the prom. So that event uh, went down, and it seems like it went without a hitch. A lot of people had a good time. Some folks asked why we weren't there and you know i'll tell you i don't um i have to be very selective on what i can go to like it's already going to be tough uh, a lot of these shows i'm going to I'm peeling out of work on a friday driving 8 10 12 hours so the few that i'm going to be able to fly to it's not going to be easy so that's really the reason why i wasn't there but i want to say congratulations to them for having a killer event and then mike i don't know if you did see ron has gallivanted back to the west coast but I think Hank was, I don't know if you want to call it stressed, overworked, you know, kind of doing a Dennis Rodman. Remember when he was with the Bulls that he went to film and said, yo, man, I need a weekend away. Just let me, let me hit Vegas for like a, a binge. I'll be back next week. Don't count me out. And Phil Jackson was smart enough to go, all right, timeout for Dennis. Let him go do the Gallivant deal. They kind of talked about it on the, you know, the, the 10-part series that aired last year, right? I think Hank took a note out of Dennis Rodman's book and he's basically went to Ron and said, Hey, listen, man, I need a little bit of a some time off, do a little bender. And who better to do that with than DJ Mays, dude? That's always doing the sets on Twitch. DJ Mays, the man, he's been gallivanting around with him and I know that um they were over even <laughs> they were they were at the goal the archway. So uh, you know, he's he's out there, man, he's hustling, bro. Yeah, let's
3: just hope that DJ Mays doesn't get sucked in to that uh, that uh, that Hank you know Hank does and gets uh, DJ Mays in any trouble. So let's hope that uh, DJ Mays knows what he's doing by having Hank stay with him for uh, for a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, he'll sneak the wallet. You know, he'll I mean he's done it before. He'll take the credit card. Next thing you know, you're getting calls. You know, you're over your limit. I mean, there's no end to what Hank will do. So. But, you know, everybody appreciates Hank. You know, he kind of he keeps it OG, Hammered Hank. So, you know, we keep him around, and hopefully, you know, everything will be good up there. We'll have to wait for DJ Mays to give us an update soon. <laughs> and I think that's all the main uh, key updates that we wanted to show uh, or wanted to cover this week. Now, again, I want to remind you that the scene updates are brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. You can visit garagegearclothing.com or... Go to one of these national events like Lone Star Throwdown, like Mini Nats, like Scraping the Coast. Go by the booth. Let them know OLP sent you. They will take care of you in one form or fashion somehow, okay? But Garage Gear Clothing, get ready for the holidays now. Get out there and make a purchase. Everything from minis, the side-by-sides, and oh, by the way, full sizes on the rise, and dualies. They've got it on shirts, kids, women's, adults, you name it. All right, Mike. Uh, We got the key show update, so we talked a lot about Southeast Mini Nats. We're going to actually announce now who we're going to have on next week. Now, we've got a few interviews already in the can, so to speak, but the audio for next week will be Jason Bell. And, Mike, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better guy, a better show promoter, if you will, but a better guy in the scene than our homie Jason Bell. And he's going to come on next week. We've got the audio pretty much wrapped up, and that uh, he will share some of the key last-minute show updates that everybody needs to know, Mike.
3: Oh, absolutely, because I'm sure one of the first things he's going to say is, because I know this firsthand, I think me and you both were right there when this went down, it doesn't matter who you are, make sure you have your ticket in hand to get you in that vehicle and through that gate to get on that show field. Do not forget those tickets. You must have your ticket in hand. Don't try to put it on a phone. Don't try to have a photocopy. Make sure you have your actual ticket.
0: Yeah, and what I would recommend, I mean, we're a week away. Some of you out there, you know, I tend to forget some things here and there. I mean, put them in an envelope, write mini-nats, whatever you got to do. Go put it, I mean, if you know you're taking your rig or you're driving your mini down there, go put it in your glove box. If you've got a lockable glove box like I do, lock that mother... Just make sure you do not forget it, okay? You know, you don't want to drive 100 miles, 200 miles, for me, you know, 10 hours, and be like, oh, yeah, you know, and asking the wife to text a photo, this and that, it ain't going to work. So, like I said, man, just have your ticket ready, be ready for Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals next weekend, and again, next week, Jay bell is going to be on to talk a little bit about it. Now, Mike, we got a few more things that I want to hit upon with the show updates. And the big one is this. When we, um, after Mini Nash, you basically have one week. So we recently had Corey on from Mini Truck Showdown. Mike, there's a lot of old school guys out there. And I tell you what, the amount of momentum that he is gaining with Mini Truck Showdown going down in Vegas, right? That last day of the month going into May. I'm so excited for it, Mike, and you know for the scene, this is an important thing. I know, apparently, you know, there's some people that are like, oh, you know, there's there's shows going on different sides of the country, but when you have people like Daryl Poe, aka DP Man, when he's gallivanting on out there with the Outlaw and his tr- amazing truck, Nikki's rolling. I know she is, Mike. That's a lot to be excited about.
3: Uh, yeah dude that you talk about a cross country uh um uh, uh, Pimping. Uh, wow i mean that that's a hell of a trip right there brother and and uh, dude, you guys on the west coast are in for a treat um because I'm sure a lot of you guys haven't seen um the outlaw in person uh so get ready cause, uh this damn truck is uh is badass it's one of the baddest s tens um you know ever built, so you guys are in for a treat that's for damn sure.
0: Yeah, it's one of the baddest, mo- like a, a Mitsubishi, isn't it? Uh, no, this one's actually an S10. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, with this being as bad as it is, I can't, I can't fuck this one up, and I can't screw around with it either.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're out that way, you're in the West. I mean, you obviously have heard about it. I mean, I've seen a lot of old school mini truckers. I know Sal. He's going to be out there as well. We had Sal on Napoli old school dude. I mean, goes back mini truck in 30 plus years. I know Ruben's going to be out there and uh, it's going to be an amazing event. So if you can look up mini truck showdown on Facebook or Instagram, Corey's been going live on Facebook. He's been doing a fantastic job. Get out to mini truck showdown. It's going down. And uh, it's simple. When you go to mini truck showdown on Instagram, you'll get a chance to see uh, some of the latest updates the event is sold out in terms of entries, but you can get in with uh, a pass. It's April 30th through May 2nd at the Palace Station Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. It's MinitruckShowdown.com also for more information. So, Mike, the nice thing after Minitruck Showdown, we'll have a couple of weeks off, and then we're going to be at Made Steel Steel Show. It's one of your favorite shows. It's one of my favorite shows. And you know I love the lemonade out there. You're going to be bringing the cornhole. Apparently, this this uh, is going down, and there's people that are vying for the champion. Can they out duel D. Mike the Mayor and whoever his partner is going to be? I don't know, Mike. I mean, you're you're pretty good sandbagging. You know what I mean? Uh,
3: yeah, no me and uh, me and George, um, we definitely are are pretty damn good, and um, I'm not. We are not going to play in the actual tournament. But I tell you what, we will play whoever the winner is, or whoever wants to take us on. And um, but we're not going to put up a trophy. Uh, we're going to actually play for some money. So whoever's down to want to play for some money, definitely let me know, and uh, and we'll we'll do the damn thing.
0: Yeah, made a steel show on Facebook, made a steel show on Instagram. We are going to host a cruise that Saturday over to the event. There's a nice indoor space, right? So all of those are kind of pre-sanctioned by GOAT. He does a fantastic job of selecting certain vehicles, and uh, you know, if you've got questions, you can reach out to Jeremy uh, for the under, the kind of the big uh, building, if you will. So there's a a lot of cool spaces there. There's plenty of space out there in the show field, and then you got got the stereo competition. So what I would ask is, you know, Florida, if you're listening to this, let's round up the troops. Let's get out there. This is one of a handful of shows. We're very fortunate in Florida, that we have the amount of events that we have. The state is pretty much like wide open, so we can get out there. We can have a good time. If you want to leave uh, the premises to get lunch, you know, there's Mission Barbecue. There's plenty of places around there. There's a Portillo's out there. There's a lot of good stuff, but they also have food vendors there. They've got the sweet tea, the iced tea vendors. They've got the lemonade. They've got so much. But, Mike, one of the most important things they have is the Freon poisoning. You walk in that nice air-conditioned room, dude, and i tell you what mike on a hot summer may day it's perfect mother uh, it's perfect
3: uh yeah yeah you ain't lying there um unfortunately because we're doing the cornhole we won't be in the ac to get that free on poisoning but that's okay we're still under cover got the big ass fan that's underneath there uh to keep us cool we'll be hanging out right there um by the dj so make sure y'all stop by the booth get signed up and uh let's throw uh let's throw some corn toss like uh, like ODB likes to say.
0: Yes, sir. And then from there, basically, we'll be at Relaxin' in the Park St. Louis. Now, this is one that was, of course, canceled last year. So, if you're uh, if you're pre-registered from last year, you're good to go. Many of you know that. Uh, St. Louis, for some people, might think it's far away. Go on Google Maps. Take a look. It's not that far. You can get some very affordable plane tickets. So, Relaxin' in the Park St. Louis is the week after Made of Steel. Uh, so Relaxing in the Park St. Louis, May 21st, 22nd, 23rd. We'll also, I believe, we're still live streaming from there with Street Trucks. Really looking forward to it. And then, Mike, the last but not least, the last show I wanted to hit upon is Scraping the Coast. So title sponsor, from there, you got about five or six weeks, and uh, I'd say about five weeks. It's going to put you at the end of June. The great thing about the way Scraping the Coast has fallen the last couple years is you can kind of look at it a couple of ways. The way I look at it is it's the 25th, 26th, 27th. That's the weekend before 4th of July weekend. So many of you are going to have Monday – no, excuse me. Many of you are going to have – depending on where you work, you might have July 5th off as the observed holiday, right? And uh, some of you will decide to take that previous week off, right, if you're going on summer trip whatever. So if you have that week off – you can gallivant all over to Biloxi, Mississippi for scraping the coast. Then you'll have that week off. And then, of course, you've got then the long weekend the following weekend, which is July 4th weekend. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Scraping the coast. It's going to be insane, Mike. And I have to say to Greg Miller, he shared this the other day, Mike, what a fucking giveaway, dude. The giveaway that they're doing is amazing. I haven't seen a giveaway at an event quite like this. And um, when you look at what they're doing, when they're teaming up with amazing people like Viare that supports the scene, that's the heart of an air suspension, and companies like AccuAir that's back on the rise, Ryan and team are killing it over there. All you have to do is what, Mike, to be entered for that? All you got to do is register your vehicle. That's it. There's no other deal... You register, and if there's, you know, X amount of registrations, they pick one, and biggity-boom. So you can't go wrong. I mean, hell, if you're going to go to the event, just register a vehicle. You'll get your badges in, and then you're in the game. You know what I mean? So get out there, register, pre-register, whatever you got to do. We're going to be in Biloxi the last weekend. In June, it's going down. I'm hearing some of the big dogs are coming out swinging. There's the uh, cash reward for the best mini truck. Greg's gonna talk more about that in an upcoming episode, but scraping the coast, Mike, arguably the biggest baddest show in the country, 19th annual, and of course, um, you know he always goes out and supports awesome events like Lone Star Throwdown on their 10th annual. Two amazing uh, show promoters, you know, with Lonnie Radar, then of course Greg and team. So we're excited that you know that these guys uh, are you know go out and support each other's events. So big ups to Greg, and of course always big ups to our family at Lone Star Throwdown. Okay, so Mike, the Key Show updates brought to you by the West Coast Influence. If you haven't heard, go to minitruckfilm.com, order a DVD or Blu-ray, let them know OLP sent you. So Mike, we're going to kind of start wrapping this one up. Um, I want to thank Joey at Get Decked. At a lot of these events so far this year, we've been to a good amount. We've had that awesome skate deck with our artwork that's through Graphic Disorder. Joey at Get Deck always takes care of us, and we couldn't do the podcast updates without him. If someone is in need of a trophy, an award, whatever you want to call it, maybe something to put on your mantle, or you want to put your car or truck on a skate deck, simply go on Facebook and search Get Decked, two words, and look them up. Mike, what's the latest update on the merchandise, homie?
3: Well, the latest and greatest is the banners. Of the yellow Mazda. Have arrived. And as soon as they arrived. They were shipped out. So anybody who ordered. The yellow Mazda. Um, uh, banner. They are on their way. They shipped out today. So thank you. We appreciate you. And anybody that has not. Ordered a banner yet. They are on the site. And ready to be shipped. If not. We will see you guys at Mininats. Guys Mini Nats, We will have new hats. We will have. Full five new styles of hats at Mini Nats. We will have metal signs. We will have skate decks. We will have the new shirts. We will have all kinds of new merchandise at Mini Nats. So make sure you guys stop by the booth there at Mini Nats so we don't have to bring all that stuff all the way back to Florida.
0: Yeah, definitely. So we've got a lot in store. Come by at Mini Nats. Like Mike said, it's going to be kick ass. Okay, Airhead Nation updates. Want to just thank Kim and David Decorver for all the support with their event Sparks in the Park. We had a fantastic weekend out there. But most importantly, congratulations on their anniversary, Mike. I think it's the nineteenth annual. And David, you know, David's a keeper, is what Kim said. You know, so she keeps him around. I know he paints, and you know he's probably does a lot of other stuff. But they're two good people, and for uh, Kim to put up with David for as long as she has, you know, David's got to be. Doing something right. You know, I don't know what, but maybe it's the painting skills. I don't know. He did fix the dually that she wrecked. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm just saying. But I want to say big uh. ups to David and, and Kim. Uh, the Airhead Nation updates brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. We love Hammered Weekend Wear. I rock it all the time. You can also be Team Hammered by visiting H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. Make a purchase, let Miggity Mike no, let Riggity Ron Perkins know that you appreciate uh, all of the funny Hank stories. Hank is, is not an easy guy to tie down, but if you had maybe if you add Hank is the man into the notes, you never know. Ron or Hank might just throw something else in, you know, you know what I'm saying, Mike? You know what I'm saying?
3: Hey, uh if you let Hank know, you'll definitely get a little bit extra. You ain't gotta worry about that. Just don't just don't tell just don't tell Ron. We don't wanna get Hank in trouble.
0: Real deal. And I think, Mike, the last thing I'll say before we start to wind in here, we're going to go over to Tim Davis. I think it's going to be amazing. I think you guys are going to really appreciate what a positive guy he is. You know, what's trending in social media is mini-nats. Listen, mini-nats, mini-nats, mini-nats. Next week, you can come out there. It's going to be an awesome event. You got mini-nats. You got a mini-truck showdown. And then two weeks later, you got made of steel. So there's plenty of events nationwide to get out to. And have a good time, and Mike. What's trending in social media is always brought to you by an awesome brand that we support, and that this month is All Time Low Magazine. We so appreciate what they do. They put out a great quality mag. They often reinvest, you know, every month they reinvest back into their awesome product. They've got the new, um, you know, quality magazine that they continue to put out. They've added pages, new bindings, things like that. But Mike, what's the website again? It's atl what dot com magazine dot com. Go out there, order a subscription. They've got the Mini Trucker Babe line. They've got banners, stickers, clearance accessories, and oh, by the way, of course, the magazine. Now, the magazine often sells out. That's why you need to order a subscription. I do believe they have extra issues of extra uh, extra issues of issue twenty seven. Better late than never. Special reprint. Get out there. Shipping is included. Let them know OLP sent you. Tax is included. Shipping is calculated at checkout. Excuse me. So, with that being said, Mike, I think we might roll a little bit into some death row here. Keeping the theme going with the homie TD, a.k.a. Tim Davis. Relaxed atmosphere. Good dude. Mike, you got anything else on me?
3: Brother, man, that is all. Glad to be back on here with you and the whole Airhead Nation. And uh, I just look forward to seeing everybody at uh, Mini Mininats. It's uh, seems like it's been forever. Uh, I know it hasn't been that long, but uh, definitely look forward to another, um, another Mini Mininats because I tell you what, it was badass last year, and I'm sure it's going to be even better this year. Because guys, don't forget after the VIP party, because we want to be able to be out there too, Jay's bringing a surprise. I'm going to have my truck there this year. We are definitely cruising the Strip at Mini Nats.
0: Can't wait. It's going to be unreal, dude. We're going to have our new something we're going to have. You're going to have to see it to believe it out there at Southeast Mini Trucking Nationals. Big ups to Jay Bell. We'll hear for him next week. Let's roll in to TD, a.k.a. Tim Davis, to his awesome uh, family and friends. He's a good dude. Give him a huge pat on the back for being an ambassador to the scene. Stay on the rise, y'all. We out here. Right, Mike? Peace.
1: You right. don't want to see me because I'm a West Side hustler. West and I'm through with you, Buster. So give me my snaps because you owes me hoes. Jackies, Pendletons, and Romeos, nigga. West Coast, Rat Pack. 88 real niggas, all black. Come on. All back in your ass again.
4: And you goddamn.
0: Right. Yo, yo. And as I mentioned, we're going to segue in now to our guest for this week, Mr. Tim. How you doing, my brother, man? what up man what's going on hey not much uh really appreciate uh you taking the time mr tim davis td man for short my brother yes sir got a chance to really uh meet you and get you know get to know you recently man and i just want to start off and ask like how you doing brother you know how's everything going
4: man i i couldn't be better man like everything's good uh Just recently located down here in South Alabama, man, and everything's good, man. It couldn't really be any better. Got some good shows to hit up and and meet some people and hang out with some friends and just do the thing.
0: Hey, you you said it, and you're a truck guy through and through. You know, the conversations you and I have had recently, you know, I've always admired your truck, but I didn't get a chance to really talk to you and know you until recently. And, you know, we have these awesome conversations, and I'm like, man this is gold, and and I really, you know, I want to kind of delve into your truck history, really your automotive history. Now, uh, you know, most people know, i like to kind of start off and say, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself, like a little background, maybe where you grew up, Tim.
4: Right. Tim Davis, I'm actually born and raised right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, just still really just the same kid that just enjoyed these trucks, you know, since as far back as I can remember, and it's just, it's really been something I've been passionate about since since I was a young kid. When I was five years old, you know, there was a guy that lived up the street from me in a duplex, man. And he had a, like I said, I was five or six, and, and he had a black, brand-new, square-body, 1980 short-bed Chevy that was all black, shaved door handles, mini-tubbed on the back. And I, I used to sneak out of my yard to go up there and just stare at it, you know, so... <laughs> I mean that I mean that's as back as early as I can remember, you know, and i I was risking you know risking a a major backside tanning, you know, but I was willing to risk it to go up there and stare at that truck for no reason, <laughs> you know so that's that's about where it started, i guess
0: yeah, and so you, you probably had a lot of good memories, and you know what kind of what was the region that you primarily grew up in and went to school and stuff
4: Well, I guess it's um it's the mid south I guess um. And right outside of Nashville, I actually grew up, you know, right there in the same little areas where Johnny Cash lived. So I I would, you know, I'd seen Johnny Cash, you know, here and there, which was pretty random. And, uh, you know, went to high school there and uh, ended up being a bag boy at the local market. And that's how, you know, I ended up buying my first truck at 16 and uh, just kept on going from there, you know, so. Here we are several years later,
0: man, wh- that's pretty cool. The legend, Johnny Cash. Uh, there's not <laughs> many people you'll meet that don't know a song or were a fan enthusiast of Mr. Cash. But let me ask you, uh, talking back, you know back to that era. Do you remember being at the supermarket or I wouldn't really say bookstore. I think a lot of us, like you know you and I are similar age, going to the grocery yeah. store with your mom or dad or both, and looking at magazines?
4: Oh, man. Actually, actually, in 1983, I was uh, I was nine years old and and me and my mom was at that same supermarket that I ended up working at. And I bought my I begged her to buy me my first. It was trucking. But at the time, the issue still had, you know, like the Dodge vans with the with the fishbowl windows in it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I still have that magazine, but, and I I begged her and she finally, you know, I, I, you would have thought that magazine was, was 600 bucks, but I mean, it was (laughs) what, like, like $2 and 30 cents. But, but, you know, I told her that day at nine years old, I said, I don't care what I do, but I'm going to have a vehicle in this magazine, some sort of way. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's a story behind that.
0: Yeah. And and I and I want to talk about that story, and, and I think that's cool. You you know you, you had this vision at a young age, and what was ironic is when we were at uh, Sparks in the Park, you know we had this awesome conversation, and I remember I still have the first issue of Trucking that I remember getting my parents to buy me, and it's we're funny because now when I look at it, I'm like, man, that was like. 93 and I kind of do the math and I was like, man, was I, you know, I, uh, you know, in my mind I'm thinking, you know, I was younger, but I, I really wasn't. I was probably, you know, 14 right. ish right around there. And, uh, um, right. you know, right. 13, 14. And to me, I, I, I could, ex- I think I even mentioned to you, I, it had a red dually on it and it has a, a boat on the cover and, uh, it's just a real yeah. classic yeah. I- issue. And it's funny how those memories are etched in our mind you know we knew it sounds like you knew right away that you know you were hooked man and you wanted a part of that you know lifestyle slash you know coolness or whatever you want to call it with trucks man
4: well it's like i was hooked but i didn't even realize i was hooked it was just i mean i don't know it was just like i mean there was no i mean it was just something that i was drawn to and i it was just that was just it you know i mean and and, you know as and then growing up you know the some of the older kids you know there was two or three that that really had some pretty cool trucks that went to the high school and i'd see them going down the road you know and then and then it started you know it, it just kept on and kept on and uh i that, that's why i really think it's important because when, when we're out in our trucks or doing what we're doing you know you never really know who you're passing in traffic and you never really know what what little kid might, you know, we might be that influence to any of them. You never know, you know? So, I mean, it's, 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 it's just a cool thing. I mean, I
0: I don't really know
4: how to put it into words.
0: It it is. And I was talking to someone recently and I forget who it was and they had talked about the whole thought process of a lot of us got involved, whether it was a magazine, but maybe we saw a truck cruising, and someone had a good mm-hmm. story, and, and I don't know what it is, and my mind's a little hazy. And, it, it, you know, the person was kind of saying that, that, you know, I want to cruise my stuff because I want – I think God, it, it was something to do with cruising through a parking lot, and there was a little kid that was, like, pointing, like, oh, look at that, right? And the person – Jason,
4: I think I was telling you I that I think that's story what it was. Yeah, was. yeah, that's what it was. I, yeah, I was, you're right. I was, going you, to the I, was, yeah. I was going to the gym, and I drove the dually to the gym, and, and I happened to turn, you know, this little kid, he was bored. You know, it looked like his mom was having a conversation with another, you know, friend of hers. And you could tell he was bored. And I was pulling in. But as I turned around, you know, he, he's pointing at me. And, you know, and it's like, I mean, I get either he was pointing because he thought he seen something, you know. But, you, you know, you can tell it's like, hey, look at that, you know. And, and you never really know that, what that might spark in somebody.
0: Yes, and it was such a good story. And, man, I tell you, I I think Hammer, Ron, (laughs) and Hank, and, you know, the guys over at Graphics Mafia, I think they just kept me out way past my bedtime on Saturday, man, but all all kidding aside. but
4: You can't can't trust Hank. You can't trust Hank. (laughs) The dude's dude's super sketchy. Like, he's he's, he's 100 miles a minute. (laughs) Yeah, you know, know, NWA
0: was 100 miles and running, but I think you coined it. He's 100 (laughs) miles a minute. Uh, man. Yeah. yeah, he's a crazy dude. So, you know, that was a cool story for me, you know, when you had mentioned that because, you know, things are different now these days, of course, with social media and everything's on your phone and, you know, you have this gateway right. to everything. But seeing something out there that's cruising, I was talking to Josh Ellis earlier this week and, you know, he mentioned uh, he was up at the grocery store and he saw an 88 to 98 go by and it was lowered. He right. says, oh, there's a lower truck, you know. It's like the stuff just jumps at us and we don't see as much of it cruising. But now, you know, we talked about trucking and like my understanding. So when you got, when you first got into the scene, right, uh-huh. there's different magazines out there. So what, what, what was one of the other bigger magazines you were uh, reading? Man. And also, did that, did you get in more involved in that stuff early on? It, it
4: you know, thinking back on it, it's almost like, even it was all about the mini truck stuff, but I ended up, I, I was, I, I, I ended up looking at more min, uh, low rider, you know, and it's almost like I was really into like, you know, the, the tilt beds and, uh, and the Dayton wheels and, uh, you know, the ground effects, you know, with that fat, that fat wheel look, but it was still mini truck inspired, you know, and then, it seemed like that was a really big part of it but i remember the first time a buddy of mine brought in a mini truck magazine it was actually in spanish class and it was the first time that i seen ballistic
0: and i was like
4: man i was like that's a whole nother level i was like what the heck (laughs) you know so now you know it it kind of it it's always been mini truck inspired but but with the with the extreme body drop, you know, you couldn't run the fat wheels. So you, you kind of had to go a different, but that just blew my mind, you know, but, but to me like that, that, that low rider style and the mini truck style to me, it's just, to me it's the same, you know, but it, it, it's just a cool thing, you know, and it is, and, uh, and, you know, Jason, really the funny thing is about my truck now, the red and hard body, you know, if you really break it down, what my truck is, is nothing more than uh, an old 720 convertible with some Porsche Fuchs wheels on it. it it's still, <laughs> but it's just a different, it's a different style, but it's still a mini truck with European style wheels on it. You know it's it's an it's a really old idea, you know? So
0: I call it like the it's like mini truck and 101. You know, it's it's nothing deviated too far from that style that you really liked, but yeah, it's yeah. it's just enough to go, "Okay, man, it's topless, it's got cool wheels, interior is super clean, you know, and it just it, it really kind of hits." Now with some good conversation with you, you also kind of were into the lowriders, though, right? Did you really uh, you go know, out to the West Coast, uh, you know, in the early nineties to a show, or how did that come about?
4: Uh, the ninety-two, I think it was the ninety-two L.A. Roaster show, and uh, that—that's where, you know, I I seen like, you know, that's where those cool pictures come out of, where you know, of like, um, like the car they used in the Today Was a Good Day video and stuff like that you know and it was just I, I don't know i don't know how to explain it. it was just i i never i never got a chance to have that that date and will you know it's still that, that's still on my list but you know going out there you know everything's chrome and gold plated and uh you know candy paint flake you know it's just it's a mind-blowing experience to be honest with you there's no <laughs> as a young kid it's just mind-blowing yeah
0: and and so like you know how did that work out because obviously we're similar age and you know early 90s i mean i remember begging my parents my parents to go to the movies let alone did you end up did you go did you get to go to the la roadster show back then it it was it was
4: it was a friend of mine a friend Uh. of mine joey and you know he i don't know how do you explain it he he had a, you know, he was able to do, you know, his parents, you know, like, he he might get a trip or something for his birthday, and I got to tag along type thing, you know, so it, it's just, you know, one of those things, I got to be the fly on the wall, you know, and and walk around and just experience it, you know, so it's just super cool, yeah, you know, it's just, look, looking back on it, it's hard to believe that it happened, and you know, when we were talking and I was looking for some pictures, I actually ran across them old pictures, and it just brought back a lot of memories, you know. So
0: so did you find yourself, like, early in those days? I mean, I know you mentioned you never really end up having the Daytons, if you will, but did your <laughs> love of the lowriders, like me, I had a few lowrider magazines, nothing crazy. Obviously, yeah. early 90s, kind of in the mid. You got Ballistic, January 93, I think it was, cover – so we're kind of talking right. the same time period. Did you did your love for the lowriders kind of just stay to, hey, a couple shows here and there and then reading the mag?
4: Yeah, yeah, because I just wasn't fortunate enough, you know, that, that trip. I just wasn't fortunate enough to be able to have them kind of trips very often, you know. And uh, other than that, like, you know, as far as shows that I could actually get my truck to, you know, they were like your local n- – nothing real big, you know. It was just kind of your local – you know, shows and, uh, but, you know, going into a big show like that, it's just on a whole nother level. You know, it's almost like you almost feel like you're in a, um, like, you know, it's just a different environment, a different feel, you know, it's big, it's big time. It's the big boys, you know,
0: it definitely, yeah, it definitely is. So, you know, we're talking uh with Tim Davis here in, in, you know, we're talking about reminiscing about the old days, of course. Now, when you think back to that era, like at what point did you start, you know, maybe getting your first vehicle? Was your first vehicle a mini? Like, talk to us a little bit about that.
4: When I turned 16, I actually found a truck. It was a local truck. It was like an 88 hard body. It was white with a, like a blue drip paint job scheme on it. And, uh, it turned up for sale. And I, I really wanted this truck, you know, so I had to find a way to get it. So, um, my local town. I decided when I was in school, I'm gonna. I'm. Gonna, I used to ride the bus home. I thought I'm gonna walk home from school today, and I'm gonna try to find me a job. Mm-hmm. And that's my first step to trying to get this truck I want. So, so I there. There was about a two mile stretch, you know, and I went to a Kmart and I went to. I actually went to the supermarket that I actually ended up working at, but I, I had walked so far that I couldn't, what I had left, I had a Taco Bell and a Crystal's hamburger left, <laughs> and that was my, if that didn't work, I'm out of luck, you know what I'm saying? Wow. That, that, I, I, can't, I can't walk from home to work, that's about as far as I can go. I got my first job I was at Chris. I was at Taco Bell mm-hmm. and I thought man I was like I really didn't want to work at Crystals man but Taco Bell, you know, that'll work and I'll be now and get me a so I got home, I got a job and I got home and I asked my parents if I could borrow the money to buy that truck. And of course they said no. So I, I lo I never got the truck. I never got that one. Mm-hmm. So that kind of bummed me out. But what I did get is I got an 89 hard body. I bought it and it had, uh, it was lowered and it had the, uh, the solid, um, inky wheels on it. And it had, uh, I remember it had the, the two Oh five 50, 15 Euro tire on the front of it, but it had this big balloon 60 series tire on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that is, this just ain't going to work. And, uh, so with my first check, I actually bought the truck. I was working at Taco Bell. I actually bought two new tires for the rear, those BFG Euro TAs, set it down a little bit more in the back, and, and I remember hitting the streets with, um, I think I had some Two Short or some NWA in the <laughs> tape deck, and I I had just got my license, you know, and I was I was on Main Street, you know, but that truck ended up being – um. You know, it ended up turning into really a super nice truck. I had a flake paint job put on it, um, radical ground effects, Texas tail, all that stuff, two twelves. It was a bad, it was a pretty bad truck for the day, but I never had the money for the Dayton's. And uh, there, there was a, a side note. There was a kid in town that had a little red convertible Toyota that I always loved, which that, that little red Toyota was the reason, that was the inspiration for the reason my truck looks like it does today. But the, the hard body that I had, I, I ended up selling it. And the day that I handed the keys over, I knew I made a mistake. And I just never got over it. You know, that truck, you know, I let that truck go and I, and it, it just haunted me for, for years, you know. And uh, sure enough, the Sunday after I sold it to this boy named Rusty, he popped up at at my house, you know, where I lived with my family, and and sure enough, Jason, he had the Dayton's on it, really. You know? And I, yeah, he had a uh, he had chrome and gold Dayton's on it, uh, fifteen ten reverse Euro TAs, <laughs> and man, I said, man, can I drive it, man? And uh, and he let me drive it, and I never will forget. I was thinking to myself, if he wasn't at my house, I wouldn't take it back, but I can't. <laughs> I gotta go back because he's, you know. But I, I remember, yeah. He, he put the Dayton's on it the week after I sold it, and, and, and it, I just, I just never got over it, you know. I, I, I moved up into uh, big trucks, sport trucks. I've had other things, Mustangs, but I never got over selling that first truck, and, uh, you know, and that, that's really, that's really the story behind the Nissan I have now. You know, it just, it's my first truck. You know, it's the it's the truck I wanted in high school, but I didn't have the money to fund it.
0: You yeah, definitely. Know, so. Well, NWA must have been a big influence because you were already thinking about doing a GTA, like Easy said. You know, oh, man. the boys in the hood are always hard. <laughs>
4: yeah, man. NWA, man. I mean, that—that's the root. That's what—that's like
0: what we we were raised on. <laughs> I love yeah, it, man. Now, the photo. Some of the photos, just to give a visual to the listeners. When you had sent me the photo in front of, I think it was in your, front of your house, the house you grew up in. So the truck where right. you had it was kind of like a maroon color, wasn't it?
4: Right. That that was the day I bought it. That was I was sixteen in that picture, and that's the day I brought it home. And uh, the truck had no power steering, no AC. It was a five speed, you know. And my dad didn't want me to have. It. He's like, you can't turn the wheel, you know. You you know. It, it was it was negative negative negative, and I was like, I I'm having this truck, you know, yeah. I'm buying this truck, you know, I'm cooking taco meat, and I'm having this truck, you know. <laughs> Damn it, I'm working at Taco
0: a- Bell. Yeah, and and I had similar. I know, like my age around, you know, similar time. You know, my dad was like, oh, you know, he wanted me to get you know, a certain kind of, you know, truck, and yeah. I was kind of like, eh, and, ah, oh, you know, he, he there were certain things, he didn't really want me to go, I was looking at like a Mitsubishi or something, I'm, man, I want to get one of these, and was right. like, man, get you a good old American S10, you know, <laughs> and I was kind of like, well, yeah. but I didn't have the means to really work on it, so I could kind of understand, you know, your dad kind of concerned with, well, hey, man, you're getting in this, and sometimes they feel like when you're 16, that your head, you're not really thinking straight, you know. Well, you know, you, you just need to listen to me, and it's like you're like, dude, I yeah. just want to follow my dreams, you know, Dad.
4: I, 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 mo- I most definitely wasn't thinking straight. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. I, I had, I had million dollar dreams, and I was making like what, like two fifty an hour. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I know? remember
0: when I first started. I think minimum wage was like four fifteen an hour, and we're talking yeah, like ninety five, I think, something like that. Something crazy,
4: you know, but. You know, but with that truck, you know, it just once I got it, man, and it was just, uh, you know, I you know, I had something. I had a foundation, you know, but but the big the big thing with me is, you know, I I just I knew I knew I just didn't ever have the finances to to have. the The most expensive stuff, it's kind of like building a race car, you can't. There's always somebody's going to have a faster race car, but I was determined that whatever I do have, it's going to be as clean as possible. Yeah, that's like you're like, hey, I I'm going to be control. in the
0: race. I may not be the front runner, but I'm yeah, going to be yeah, I, out there. I'm going to be one of the you know the participants. And you know, oh, by the way, my stuff's going to be ultra clean, so I may sneak up on you and, and and get one of these checkered flags. You know.
4: Well, that that's the thing. Also, Jason is like the, these these. You know, meeting up with you guys at all these events that we go to, most people don't realize that that I never, I never, I don't have the option, I don't, I don't I've never had my truck judged for any kind of trophy or anything. I go because I just want to be, I just want to be in the race with the people. I, I. It's just so awesome to just be affiliated. Man, you know dude. what I'm saying? Just just to be able to get out there on the dance floor even though you ain't got no moves. But, <laughs> I mean you, know you, you gotta be
0: like a Mike Murray to start break dancing and getting the crowd going <laughs> wild. I mean let's be honest. But
4: But but just, for, just to be there, just to be a part of the just to be a part of it, you know? And and that's the most
0: important thing. We were at Orange Beach Invasion earlier this year and you had shared with me you're like, you know, I go to shows and I, you know, I just don't even want to be judged, you know and I'm thinking to myself, like well, you know, yeah. we don't go to shows for trophies, but like you were like what you just said for the listeners out there. I mean, he literally is like, hey, I'm in and, and I, I almost I mean, dude, I commend you for it because like you go to a show, you pay the entry. And I remember, you know, someone was complaining about a trophy one time and someone <laughs> chimed in yeah. and they and they go, hey, man, you should just be happy. There's a show. And I understand there's the competitive nature because, you know, you got guys that go, well, man, you know, I cleaned my stuff all night or I polished this or polished that. You know, you're always going to have those guys. But to me, you're more of a, um, you know, a diver in the rough in terms of the mindset that you have. You're like, hey, I'm going to the show. I'm paying the entry fee because I want to be here. I want to hang out. But no no, no reason to give me an award, you know.
4: No, I I really believe. Like these show promoters, you know, they they stick their neck out and they they really it takes so long to prepare these events. And and there's a lot of stuff that goes in behind the scenes. And, and, you know, that entry fee to me is just saying, hey, man, I appreciate you doing it. You know, this is my contribution back because, you know, you went through these. I mean, so many months and these headaches to get these shows Prepared, you know, and, and and that entry fee is just me saying, hey, man, I, I appreciate it, you know. And, and that entry fee keeps this, it keeps the support going to keep these shows happening, so we can meet people and, and build these kind of relationships, you know. So that's that that's really what it's about to me,
0: you yeah, know. I couldn't have said it better. And again, I know there's a lot of different kind of people out there, different mindsets. You know, we all kind of have our own. I think it's good to hear other people's perspective like tim's because it reinforces to us to us it's like if if someone were to say hey jay uh we're gonna have scraping the coast there's gonna be no awards but there's not many shows anymore and would you still come out to it with your truck absolutely you know and i've joked about it's like man if i ever have a show i might just do a show with no awards right and everyone's like all right right. what are we you know everyone's like what are trophies going on it's like Hey man I don't know if you got the memo. we got the fax machine that we sent out the faxes There's no trophies <laughs> but um, <laughs> I
4: mean that, that that's super cool you know I mean it's but, a cool concept but yeah I mean, that, that, that's my take on that
0: so talk to us a little bit about right so we're talking to Tim and you know Tim obviously you have this mini truck and you kind of establish like you get your feet wet, you have fun with it it's just not in the cards at the age and the stuff you got going on so you sell it. So yeah. between you know, you kind of mentioned you had some other cars in between there. I know from talking to you now, the pieces of the puzzle have come together. You end up with this eighty-eight to ninety-eight, right? Which we all know is the OBS trucks. So was that the right. next kind of truck that you had after the mini? Well, after
4: the mini, I, I bought a I bought a LX Mustang, you know, and uh, you know, done done that kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And but it just it just wasn't the same. And at that point, you know. I actually ended up, I actually ended up getting a job at the at a place called Hunter's Custom Automotive in Nashville, and they they had been there since 1968. So they were a well-established, you know, into the hot rods and and things like that. So I got that. I ended up at Hunter's, you know, just you know putting up, you know, unloading trucks and and doing things like that, and uh just kind of being a stock person and I would, I would linger around the sales counter and stuff like that. And, uh, the Mustang, it, it just, it just lost its luster really quick, you know? And I was thinking, man, I'm not a car guy, man. Like this thing's got to go. And, uh, and actually I in 95, 96, I was actually, I got a hold of a bell tech catalog and the little, the little blazers, the S blazers had come out, and I was trying to get from the local Chevy dealer. I was trying to get them. I was trying to get them to order me a silver Blazer with black leather interior, and I was going to Bell Tech it out, you know, and stuff like that. And at the time, Hunters was the East Coast distributor for Boyd Wheels, so I started. I started really. I was like, man, this is where it's at, you know. And uh, it, it, it started all over again. But the Blazer. At the time, the Chevy dealer said they couldn't order me that color combo, and uh, and I just kind of got fed up with, you know, and I was like, this has got to happen, so I'd been flipping through the Belltech catalog, and there was an extended cab Chevy truck in there, so I left on lunch one day, and I went over to the Chevy dealer, and I knew, I was like, they got to have a white extended cab, so... I ended up over there buying a white extended cab, brand new in '96, and uh, and I, you know, and I thought we're gonna we're back in the game, you know. And uh, at the time, like I said, at the time, Hunters was the East Coast distributor for Boyd Wheels, and then the Billet Specialty started coming on the scene, you know. And we ended up we ended up really being a, a big distributor for Billet Specialty. So I bought this brand new '96 extended cab Chevy and uh the next day I had to call my boss and tell him I wasn't gonna make it back to work so I was signing papers pulled in the parking lot the next morning he said he said right on Tim you know and he said go down go downstairs and he made me a deal and he said gather up all the suspension stuff for it uh pick you out a set of wheels and at the time they 17s you know 18s wasn't even out
0: yeah 17s I, I, were yeah. like the 30s today <laughs> yeah.
4: oh man the 17s man like i was like wow you know so i picked out a set of um billet specialty gt85 17 front 17 10 in the rear and he said he told me he's like take your time strip it down pull all the moldings off take the bump you know pick out a smooth bumper uh, get the grill off. You know, we had a little body shop, local body shop that would color match stuff. He said, get everything, put it in the bed, take the truck to the suspension and have the suspension done on it. So within, within four or five days, I had my truck back less than a hundred miles. And I, I was rolling a straight sport truck, you know,
0: dude, and, and uh, it, and to me, like a, a a child or a kid, young adult of your age at that time, that had to have been like the overhaul and Chip Foose overhaul and timeline of that era. Because think about it, I mean, oh no doubt. To, you know, if if I was you know Johnny kid and I walk in the shop and go, "Hey, when I order some wheels, I right, man, you know, four weeks, six weeks, you know, whatever." Like you were literally like in a week or two, you're freaking ready to roll the strip, man.
4: Well, I mean, aside from that, Jason, I just like. I wasn't even over the butterflies, I done <laughs> wandered off to the Chevrolet dealer, and I done signed papers on a brand new truck, you know, and I'm thinking, holy crap, right. you know, and then, uh, you know, but once it was all done, you know, like, like it just, it, it's the same, it's that same feeling as being that 16-year-old kid, you know, and I mean, I don't think that feeling ever leaves, you know. So
0: I, I don't think so at all, and you know, there's a lot to unpack there. And I wanted to kind of, you know, chime in with some couple cool things, right, and, and ask you a few yeah. things. So obviously, the 88 to 98, all of our interest has peaked, but when you said hunters, it made me think, uh, and many of the listeners out there, you know, we have been reading magazines a long time. You know, some of us longer than others, and growing up in that era of these 88 to 98 trucks. I mean, dude, I've got all my truck ins from that era that I would purchase <laughs> and hunters right. was everywhere as you know, now, if right. I remember, I think the owner's name was like, uh, it was Johnny and Linda, I think. Right.
4: John, Johnny and Linda friend. Yeah. Like they're, friend. they're, yep. I can't, I can't say, I can't say enough good about them. You know I mean? For, for Johnny to do what he did for me and, and just kind of, you know, he, he, he took money out of my check every week, but, you know, he didn't have to do that, you mm-hmm. know. And, but but he's seen, I, I don't know, I just, I, I can't say enough about that, you know. Like, just a
0: good dude.
4: Oh, man, you know, I mean, you, you can give somebody a set of wheels and you can, you can do this and do that for somebody. But, like, when you're really bringing somebody along and giving them a, a dream, like, letting them realize a dream, like, that's that's hard to do, you know, and uh, I just can't I just can't say how much I appreciate that. You know, I, I, I mean, 30 years later, I'm still so appreciative. It's hard for me to talk about it, you know. Yeah. So. And, and
0: I hear that in your voice. And so here's the other cool thing. You know, when I look back, I, you know, there's there are two of the names. Obviously, you know, Boyd's is in there. But, you know, I mm-hmm. always thought of Hunters and Sport Truck by Dean, like just two shops. I love seeing the stuff that came out of there. And, you know, with you talking about your 88 to 98 and all the stuff, you got to have some fond memories. Because what you were kind of explaining to me, man, you talk about how the 88 to 98s are exploding now, or as we call it, OBS on the rise. But think about this. You know this firsthand, dude. It must have been like a kid in a candy store. Because other than, like, you know, obviously Trends was doing their stuff, Empire, other sports. But being a distributor, which, by the way, I think Hunters is still in business from last I checked, right? So they're still in business over 50 years. Tell us about just the feeling of being a kid in a candy store with all this billet. I mean, you had everything at your fingertips.
4: Oh, man. I I mean, you know, like, I'll put it to you this way. Like, when all the billet interior stuff came out, and and it was coming out at different times, and I'll put it to you this way the The UPS truck would show up on at nine thirty in the morning, <laughs> and me, me and my brother, my brother worked with me also, but we would have to go out and unload the UPS truck. And I and I'll I'll use this as an example: the heater box cover. You remember the heater box cover that goes below the glove box yes. on the on the OBS trucks? I pulled that out. What What could this be? Unwrapped it, heater box cover, and I already had. I already had the instrument cluster and the radio bezel and the the door panels. I already had all that. But pull the heater box cover out. Johnny sees me. Johnny sees me. Unbox it. He's like, go ahead, Tim. Just go ahead and put it on. Like, cause you And I'm at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've got a job to do. But it was like Christmas morning being in my living room. And, and I, I'm like, I haven't even paid for this yet. And Johnny already sees it in my eye. You know, I've Mm got to put this on right now, you know? So it it was that type of environment, you know? So,
0: yeah. And I remember looking at, I was telling Josh, looking at some of the ads, I got to dig out. I mean, I got all the truckins. I know right where they're at, but man, some of those things, they got thick between like 96, 95 and 2000 and there's, there's so many different ones, but you had Empire of course in there and whatnot. But that was the one cool thing because those trucks were so popular, that you know they had the as you know like you know the billet um, oh shit handle on the passenger side and uh, my buddy was just talking with Tom at billet and acrylic. I mean he's still making a lot of the knobs right, the AC knobs and you had yeah, the coat yeah. hangers yeah. and you had all that cool stuff and literally man it was like it was like a drug almost.
4: Yeah, it, it was crazy. It was billet insane, you know. And then and then all the underhood accessories, you know. I mean it just went on for days, you know and. But but yet, it was just so cool, you know, I had to you know stock that stuff on the shelf and and you know and and then, and then lingering you know being being a young kid, you know I, I was 20, 21 years old, and I would be lingering around the sales counter, which I wasn't supposed to be doing. I had other stuff I was supposed to be doing, <laughs> but on a, on, a, on a real busy Saturday, you know the people. The people at work the counter, you know, they might be tied up. So being a young kid and, and there would be customers in there that would maybe have questions, you know, I would step up and I'd be like, well, let me show you this, you know. And it was just it was just so fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, I'm a little kid, but they was looking at me. They's like, you know, may, maybe he's got something to say that we need to listen at, you know. And and it's just, it was just such a rad time, you know.
0: It definitely but, was. And and for anyone that's maybe a newer listener, you know, we obviously got some younger listeners out there, like the future, many truckers, good people, the vibe of it, if you ever get a chance, just, you know, pick up one issue of trucking from 97, 98, 99, and you'll take a look. You'll see what, I mean, the trucks that Brian McCormick were shooting, and a lot of these trucks weren't even bagged. They didn't have to be. They were static dropped on 17s with oh, a lot yeah. of cool billet, and they just had that vibe. Now, I I do – so talk to us a little bit about your truck, uh, the white one, because, you know, you've kind of brought us along a little bit, and I wanted to derail and talk about hunters. But when you talk about some of the stuff, you know, you start lowering it, you know, smooth bumpers and stuff, what did that manifest in in terms of, you know, the photo shoot?
4: Well, like I said, when I first done it, you know, it it had some 17s on it, and, you know, and it it just – it, it it was a cool truck, it had all color match bumpers and handles and things like that. And then uh I actually Johnny Johnny had to had went to SEMA that year and uh he you know I was always excited because I never knew what he might bring back, you know. And uh while he was at SEMA, you know, I had somebody offer me some money for my my 17-inch billet set was on my truck. And uh, while he was gone, I was like, all right, I, I'll, I'll take that offer and I'll sell my wheels. So Johnny comes back that following week, and he's like, well, what happened to your wheels? I was like, well, they're gone. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I, I was thinking, I was thinking, I'm going to step up to the big time, Jason. I'm going to put a set of 18s on oh, this bad boy. boy.
0: Yeah, man, and that I was, was like, of boys. the era. Yep.
4: And Johnny said, well, he said, well, hold up. Before you make your mind up, and and then about two or three days, you know we got some stuff. You know he would have some stuff that would stop popping back in that, you know from SEMA, whatnot, and uh, the first thing that popped up was that GMC Phantom Grill, that oh, that four dude. light Phantom. Yep. And I was like, man, I gotta have that, and. He really, he really didn't want me to put that in my truck at the time because he didn't, he didn't stock that grill. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't something that he sold on a regular basis. But I wasn't hearing that. That's
0: that's my grill. <laughs> my man, that's you're what we're smart guy. Yeah.
4: You know, <laughs> and uh, so so within two or three days, the he had a set of wheels sent back that Colorado Customs used for display at SEMA, which was a a 20 inch at that time it was really rare a 20 inch colorado custom windsor and it had a special set of um comp ta vfgs because a 20 inch tire wasn't wasn't at all you readily available yep so so here I, I unload this set of wheels and i remember it had a cardboard face on it and i was like what's this and i knew they were massive <laughs> and johnny johnny's smiling and I tear them. I tear the cardboard off, and I said, "You know, and and it was a it was a 19 by 8 front Colorado custom Windsor, and a 20 by 10 and a half Colorado custom Windsor for the back, with that custom BFG tire." And I was like, "What? What do these cost?" And he said, "I knew, I didn't want you know he he wanted me to wait for that 20, mm-hmm. you know, and Jay Jason, man, I." You talk about I was like, all right, we're going to put this we're going to put this uh, crazy looking Phantom grill in the front of it and we're going to put this crazy set of wheels on it. And I was like this. This is the truck that I feel I may have a chance at them at the pages of that magazine I got when I was nine years old in 1983. Mm. You know, I just had a feeling, you know, and uh, because backtrack, you know, I, I told my mom you know, when I got that magazine at nine years old, whatever I do, I'm going to have something in this magazine.
0: Yeah, and it came came full circle. So you basically have the white 88 to 98 extended cab. You've established, you know, you've got the chrome bumpers. You've got the trends grill. You've got some Empire parts on it, of course, uh, 19s and 20s. Got the Colorado Custom Wheels, my favorite wheel company. And so all of that turns into talk to us a little bit about the photo shoot and, and what went down
4: well you know other other than you know I'd never actually had a vehicle in a big show like you know and and Johnny Johnny and them were going to the um the sport truck nationals in Owensboro Kentucky in 1998 and so I was like man I'm going you know and uh I took the truck up there and and I'm out there, you know, with, with the heavy hitters and I'm, I'm just kind of in awe again of the stuff I'm seeing. And, uh, you know, sure enough on a Friday night, I can't remember the people's name, but they asked me if I could have my truck in the, um, in the auditorium at six 45 on the Saturday morning. And, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I and, and I didn't know if they were, wanting me to park in a, in a different spot or something. And, uh, and they said, no, we're going to, we've got an idea and we're going to shoot your truck because it's white. Uh, We're going to use an American flag backdrop and use it for next July's cover. And dude, I was just, I, I can't even, I mean, you know, it's hard to put that feeling into words. Like it's when you, when, as a young kid, And you set out on something that's really unreachable and all the negativity that you hear along the road of people telling you you can't do it and why you can't do it. And and it's such a reach. But to finally to finally see that happen, it's a feeling like no other. You know, it kind of teaches you how to be resilient in your life. If it's something you really want. It could take forever but it, it might—it's it, very possible if you just keep on course, you know. And it was um, it was just an unreal experience, you know. I, I had that truck um, I had that truck ten, ten years, and I I sold it to a buddy of mine, and it it's still uh, it's still as I left. You yeah, know, it, it's so.
0: an amazing truck. And when if anyone um wants to know, it's July of '99. It's the Chevy truck. Right. All Chevrolet truck magazine, and it was titled Bowtie or B- uh, Bow Tie Power. And right. I tell you that era is so iconic. You know, you got the painted door handles, painted mirrors, <laughs> billet antenna. Of course, shaved. Uh, you had pointed out to me in some photos that you had the shaved hood cow, which was cool. Never really right. had wipers on it. You said, and then I think you had the steel hood cow, and then of course the the uh, trends. Uh, the famous, yeah, the grill, including the headlight (laughs) covers, because that's the one I think that Shulman has on his crew cab. And uh, it's very iconic. And and why someone doesn't bring that back out this, you know, these days is beyond me.
4: Well, you know, I mean, it's been talked about and I, you know, I I still have, unfortunately, I I only have one set. I've got the, the passenger upper and lower. I've got one set, you know, but I mean, that's really all that's left of that grill was because I ended up putting an Escalade conversion on it, you know, and, uh, but I mean, it it, it was just a highly, it's a highly sought after grill. There just wasn't very many of them.
0: Yeah, there wasn't. And, And just for those scoring at home that might say, well, wait a minute, why would you change it? There was a little fender bender, right? And that, that destroyed half of it. But the cool thing is you just mentioned you have the other half of the grill, so you never know, man. You might find the other half, and then you'll be on the rise again with another front end.
4: <laughs> it, it, yeah, and you never know. Like I said, you never know, you know. But uh, yeah, actually, I actually hit a deer with it, and it wiped out the driver's side of the grill.
0: Yeah, Grandma <laughs> so got it, ran <laughs> over by a reindeer, right? You know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you you were the yeah. real Santa Claus, man. Coming, that was the San- that, that see, that's the Santa sleigh I like, a white. Full-size 88 to 98 Chevy.
4: I was out there trying to discuss with that deer what exactly he had damaged, but I don't think he ever understood my point.
0: Nah, not at all, man. Not at all. (laughs) So from there, right, you know, having had some great conversation with you, you basically, you have this 88 to 98. We'll share the photos. I mean, like a really, I know the word epic is used a lot, but I think like when you couple the epic journey, I'll say, like, you know, reading the magazine, uh, mention the quote too um, in just a second here, but you know, you basically had this, this journey of reading this magazine and having this dream working at Hunter's, obviously a very cool spot to work, uh, getting all this done to the truck, getting shot. The guy goes, Hey, we're going to park it in front of the American flag and it's going to be on the cover. And you're like, what? Yeah. So, you know, yes. all of this, but talked, um, mentioned the quote that they ended up using in, in the issue, which I thought was awesome. And it tied into your mom.
4: Well, it's actually written up in there, you know, and it's when they talk to you about writing an article and stuff, the editors and all that, you know. And I guess he picked up on it, and uh, and they've got it written in there that uh, it says something like Tim's mom cautioned him at an early age that uh, that by the time he was old enough to drive, you know, trucks probably wouldn't even be in style at that time. <laughs> yeah, That's you been know, a typical- long time ago. That's been- That's been a long time ago, Jason. I I think they're if not now they're they're on top of their game more now than ever. They're on the rise.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know it's a typical thing a parent would say, hey, you know, come on, little Johnny, we got to get going here. You know, Uh, ice cream's melting, but you know, but I wasn't
4: I wasn't hearing it. (laughs) Like I'm just not hearing it. Just quit. I'm not hearing it. You know.
0: Yeah, you weren't and. That's the cool thing about styling and when something is is you know not just the fad or you had this awesome styling of these trucks I know you know Ronnie over at C10 talk he talks a lot about that I remember you know owning my suburban and what was ironic is this, the same interior color you had in there was the same in mine the blue color kind of <laughs> yeah. may, maybe not the color you'd see very often but certainly my favorite color. And, you know, all of the styling of those trucks, and it's pretty cool now 20, you know, give or take 20, 25 years, depending on where you really slice and dice it, almost 30 years, you know, from the sport truck era, the, the evolution of it. So it's pretty cool, but, I, you know, I don't want to skip ahead, you know, too fast, but, you know, from there... When you end up selling that truck, do you like take a little bit of a break? Do you do you just jump right back into minis? Like, what's the journey there before you get back to this Nissan you have?
4: Well, the the truck actually went. I had the truck 10, 10 or eleven years, and you know, it, it was a big part. You know, I mean, it, it was just a big part. You know, I thought I would never sell it, but Dave Kendig come out with a white like a 60, a 65 Mustang that he had a a huge wheel and tire, like pro touring. it was a white, you know, with a black, like a carbon fiber looking center stripe on it. And and me kind of always having a, you know, I've always liked the Mustang Fox bodies. The guy that's got my truck now, he come back from Houston with a 93 Fox body coupe that, that belonged to a race shop. And it was just a super nice car. And, uh, and I thought I'm gonna get my hands on that Fox body and I'm gonna pro tour it like Ken did, did that white 60s Mustang with, mm-hmm. with like a, like a 2214 rear wheel and just make it something crazy. Mm-hmm. At that time, at that time, that nobody had really seen anything like that. That was, you know, that, that's like in 2001, 2002 when I was coming up with this idea. So, I actually had the Mustang for a little bit, but when I got my hands on the car, the car was too nice to cut up. So now I'm screwed, you know, and I <laughs> thought, well, this ain't going to work, you know. So I had the car for a while, and uh, and when the biker build-off shows, shows was popular, you know, me and a buddy of mine, we were sitting around watching one of them biker build-off shows having a beer or two. High school buddy, well, he comes up with the idea let's have let's let's have one of these build offs like these bike bikers do, and we'll build us some mini trucks and I was like, well now we're on to something <laughs> and i said I, I said, one up better than that I said I'm going to get me a hard body and I'm going to build it the way that I wanted my truck that resembled the Toyota back in the in nineteen ninety mm-hmm. you know and the idea was we were going to build these trucks so but he snuck out and bought one finish, and I said, "But that's not the deal, you know so but I can play your game <laughs> and I had a big, I had a big story because I told him I was going to make like this heavyweight belt, and whoever wins this vote off in this pool hall, we were going to put them in this pool hall and have people vote on them who was going to get this belt. Well, that never actually happened but so I since he bought a finished truck, I hopped on the internet and I found my truck. Was in Lakeland, Florida, but it had been, um, you know, all the bag work and everything had been done by Dave Bonin of Bonafide Customs in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I called the guy. He had my truck on eBay. I said, "Look, man, I said if you'll if you'll take the 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 ad down on eBay, I'll be at your house in the morning. First plane out of here." Well, back then, if you remember, in eBay, everybody was really worried about negative comments or negative feedback. Yeah, you know that was a big deal. Nobody wanted negative feedback. Well, he he come up with an idea. He said, he said, Tim, what I'll do is I'm going to let the auction run. If it if it reaches X amount of dollars, if it goes over 500 of what you're offering, I I'll I'll take a loss, deny the sale, and you can come get it. You know, mm-hmm. he said, but if it exceeds that much by a thousand, he's like, you got to understand, I got to let the truck go. I said, whatever, you know, let's just see what happens. Yep. Well, sure enough, sure enough, he de- he denied the sale and wow. I, you know, when the sale, when the sale denied, I called him like three minutes after he said, Tim, I've got a guy that's really upset with me that I've denied this sale I said, don't worry about it. I said, like I said, I said, I'm on the phone right now on the other line booking a ticket. I'll be out of here and I'll be at your front door. He said, I'll pick you up at the airport in at, at, uh, Orlando. Sure enough, I got uh, I got on the plane with a duffel bag, it had straight cash in it, a dealer tag and a change of clothes. And I went to Orlando. I brought that truck back, drove it straight back to Nashville. I got to Nashville about 2 a.m. in the morning, and I called my buddy, woke him up. I was outside of his house in that truck. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm coming for my belt, you know? <laughs> and, and my truck was body dropped and his wasn't. And he's like, what's this? And I said, this is the belt winner, man. You know? so
0: <laughs> You're like, I'm coming <laughs> for what's mine.
4: <laughs> yeah, but I had to, you know, at the time it was blue and white. But I had to stick to my guns. It had to have, it had to have the look that it's got now. So, so I contacted the original you know, Radical Tops company, and I asked them if, they, if it was possible for them to make me this top. All, all this went down in like 07. So this has been a long time ago. And uh, they were were kind of reluctant to do it. But I said, look, if y'all can make me this roof, soft top. I want it all. Tell me the price and just do it for me, you know? So, so I got the top coming and then, and then everything else, I tore the truck apart and then it had to be, you know, that Ferrari mix red tan interior. And it just, you know, it just had to, it had to be what I said it was going to be, you know? So it's, that's, that's where we ended up.
0: So, so in the truck, and we've shared some photos, we're going to share some more. You basically, you know, give us a quick overview of it. You know, obviously it's got the you know, the top removed, but talk to us about some of the mods on it um, so that people kind of know visually, uh, w- you know, what you have.
4: Well, the, the modifications and stuff, and and there again, being at Hunter's, you know, I, I was actually, I actually got to see Boyd a time or two. And I just, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't get to sit down and talk to him, but talking to him, all, all the classic Boyd cars, you know, he he had a vision in any car that he built and it's supposed to be a clean, it's supposed to be a clean obstructive view. You know, that's what makes it artwork. Everything, all the modifications are supposed to really go unseen, you know? So, so that kind of just always stuck with me. So like on my truck, People don't really realize the reason why I got that Pathfinder grill in there. See, it's kind of a payback. When Ballistic come out, there was also a Red Hardbody that come out with Ballistic, and it had that Pathfinder grill in it. And that's really why I have that Pathfinder grill. It's a throwback to that truck.
0: Awesome. But
4: I, but I went in there, you know, and and I I, I changed the grill up quite a bit. I took all the headlight adjustment holes out of it. And, and really just cleaned everything up the bumper you know i went in there and um took all the license plate holes out of it Everything's smooth the um it's got a uh, it's got front fenders four wheel drive fenders on the front but they're i've got front fenders grafted into the bed but they're flipped their ah. passenger passenger front fender is driver's rear fender flip but that, that gives me the width that that Ferrari wheel, it's an actually a Ferrari um, 360 Medina wheel with a factory frame placement. But that that bulge and that fender gives me the the space for that wheel to go in it, you know, and then um, the wiper cowl on it, smooth wiper cowl and that thing. I can't say enough about M- Matt McLary at McCleary's Metalworks. Mm-hmm. I, call, I called Matt. He was in Alabama at the time. He still is. I was in Nashville. I called him. I said, Matt, can you make me a wiper cow? And he's like, well, I think I think I still have the bucks for him around here. You know, so he said, but Tim, he said, you know, shipping it to you. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's sheet metal. I don't know if it's going to get bent or anything. I said, just, you know, send it to me. And and we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. Uh-huh. Jason, that wiper cow is the biggest piece of art on that truck because I took it straight out of the box, put it right on the truck. All I'd done to that that piece that Matt made for me, I epoxied it, painted it. There's no filler in It it, it was a straight perfect fit. What you see today is what matt made for me 400 miles away from where my truck was you know really? that, p- people don't realize i mean that's straight artwork you know like it, it comes straight out of the box test fit i looked at it it doesn't need anything you know so i i i, 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 I epoxied it you know sealed it painted it straight metal you know
0: yeah and and see and I think like it all came together perfectly in that truck. Cause like I said, it's when I look at it, I mean, it's an amazing mini truck. Others would look at it like what you kind of said and said, you know, it has the essence of the late eighties and nineties feel to it. It, to mm-hmm. me, i be personally, I wouldn't ever change anything about it at this point.
4: Well, I've kind of, I've kind of put myself in a, in a position where, you know, I can't, I, because it, it's so, it, it means so much to me that, you know, it's it, it, it. the visual of it won't change, but I, I've got I've got some pretty big plans for it. But it's under the hood is all factory. You know, it's it's a 52000 mile truck. AC and heat work, work like a brand new truck. You know, I can get in it. It, it drives like a brand new truck, you know. But uh, I, I've got some big plans for the under the hood. I, I want I, I want under the hood to take on its own thing, you know, and, and I've got some big plans for that. So, and, and to be honest with you, Jason under the hood is going to, going to start paying back to the low rider style.
0: Oh, wow. See, know? it's going to go full circle.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want, when the hood comes open, I want it to be its own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's its own thing. Got so, it. So, but, but yeah, I've got, I've got some ideas. So like I said, it's going to go back to like a low rider era on under the hood you well, know so
0: i like it and you know you better hide a lot of those ideas cuz you know mike the mayor is talking about doing a cutaway engine uh chrome oh. uh pistons chrome crankshaft i was like mike i don't know but i mean he said he's coming for everyone's jugular i'm like mike i mean dude you know you already <laughs> hey. got some people out there that don't like you so i mean you're really going to you know hurt some feelings hey, you know <laughs> I,
4: I'm, I'm 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 loving the ideas you're telling me but we're still <laughs> We're still we're still on opposite sides of the field. Right. You know? right. Oh, I know. I'm just but, messing
0: around. But um <laughs> that's
4: little-
0: No, but see, to me that that's the cool thing. I love that, you know, obviously when we're younger, you know, we've had some stuff, we've sold, but you know, you're in it for the long haul. I, I think so often I hear guy's and, and I know some people get bored with things and they trade and they flip and they sell and yeah. again we've all kind of been there. We some of us are in different situations, but I think sometimes people will get rid of stuff little too quick and then they realize damn you know I had something nice or I you know I could have just built off what I had you know instead of having to go and it uh, you know it can be disheartening to some people out there because they're just like damn you know now I don't have what I had but I wanted to kind of just go back on a couple things because we've talked about a lot Um, thinking back to the days at Hunter's was there one thing that comes to mind, like a funny story? Um, I know you told me like you know, when Boyd would fly in, you know, you told me a little bit about like you know, seeing your first twenty inch wheel. like what's one memory that people might appreciate, you know, from you working at your time there?
4: Well, th- there's really there's really several. I mean, but but really, what i what I thought was just like it just I, I just stood back and it was just kind of it was just so interesting and and just so. It was just interesting and it was just like something you just really couldn't grasp. It's like, I just can't, I can't get over what I just, but, but when Boyd, when Boyd would come from California out to Nashville, he, he would set up a rental and at the particular time it was a Ford Windstar, but, but before, before he would fly out, he would have, he would have a set of Boyd wheels sent to hunters and we would go pick up the rental put the boy wheels on the rental and he would drive it around while he was in town <laughs> we would take him back to the airport take the wheels off send them back to california and take the car back to hertz or wherever we got it <laughs> that was just so random
0: dude you know i mean that's got i mean that's like early like late 80s early 90s straight pimping dude you know what i'd be mean? like hey man we're gonna throw it those, we don't need to throw some D's on it. We're gonna throw some billets on it, man. <laughs>
4: yeah, that that's unbelievable. Like player status. it's like, and they wasn't even the cast billets either. They were the the straight billet, you know, with the with the the O ring center cap and mm-hmm. stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, oh man, he he came to play, man. He wasn't no joke, you know. <laughs>
0: well, it but, was smart because you know him. You know, the, I'm sure when he pulled up at some of his vendors or you know whatever, they're just like, damn, dude, like. He's rolling on his own wheels, like it, it. showed that you know the commitment that he had to his product, but it was like almost yeah. like a marketing campaign too. At the same time, I'm like,
4: man, pretty genius. Just, just, I mean, just a just a super interesting guy. You know what I'm saying? And 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 certainly, certainly a legend. But he he was a legend before he was a. You know he he
0: was he he, yeah. he just had
4: it. He just had it. You know. And but I mean, you know, like I said, I. I didn't, you know, I just got to see, it was kind of like, you know, kind of in passing, you know, and it was just, you know, I got to eavesdrop on some of the conversations and I was just like, wow, you know, like, wow. And and that was before all the show and stuff, man, that, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago before
0: oh really even nationwide cell phone co- coverage, you know, you were kind of explaining back in that day. And it immediately took me back to, you know, going to NOPE 99 with the phone I had. You had to enter, like, a code <laughs> if you were going to roam because, you know, there was so much cloning <laughs> and stuff going on. You're like, damn, what the hell? Right. You couldn't even really take right. your phone out of the, your own city. But a lot of cool stories. I mean, I really – it's like a trip down memory lane even though, like, you know, I never worked at Hunter's and, you know, I never got a chance to really, you know, talk to Boyd or whatever. I – to me, you know, reading the magazines or reading what still well in McCormick and a lot of these guys, Courtney, uh, Lance as well, even at the trucking side, uh, Travis Nowak, you know, so many good dudes reading their editorials every month. I kind of felt like I was transformed into what they were living, right? I was living vicariously through them, and that's yeah. how information had transferred. So you kind of told us a cool story about that. Now, I also wanted to say congrats again to uh, Relaxed Atmosphere, uh, about how long have you been in RA
4: Oh man that that's uh I was thinking back I've been in RA since 2008 nice. and uh and you know it's uh people how, how well, I was thinking about this the other day I I hope everybody if they're in a club or if they're not you know but I I hope whatever club that you choose to roll with I mean I, I hope they feel about their club the way I feel about R.A. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and and it's just, uh, you know, for me with, with R.A., you know, starting to see the California trucks and the Texas trucks and, you know, it, it was just something. And I, I start, when I was looking, I was like, hold up a minute. I, I'm seeing Trendsetter here and I'm seeing Trendsetter on several of these trucks. And then I'm starting to see this R.A. sticker. And and for B.A. And to, you know, from, you know, coming up and going through, you know, it's just it's just a I, I don't take it's just something that means a lot to me to actually be able to talk to some of them guys, you know, that that had those trucks that I should have been paying attention in school. But yet I'm trying to figure out how they got their trucks that low. You know what I'm saying? Like. And it's just so influential. It just means a lot to me. And and regardless of if you if you're with negative camber or sever or whoever, I just I, I hope I hope you feel about that club the way I feel about RA and the respect I have for it and everybody in it. You know. So that, that's that's about that's about as good as I can. Boom! Mic know. drop right there.
0: Yeah, and been around a long time, obviously at. One of our favorite nationwide shows, Lone Star Throwdown. Of course, twenty twenty one, back in February, right. that uh, right. that amazing event went down. You know, Lonnie Radar had uh, allowed for you guys to celebrate your thirtieth. I thought that, that was cool. So ninety one to twenty twenty one, right? And you had some OGs there, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And I truly feel that uh, I'm excited about Lone Star Throwdown twenty twenty two. And I would tell folks and encourage folks, you know, later this year, lonestarthrowdown.com, that'll be updated. And we'll all be uh, anxiously awaiting to get our uh, ticket uh, for that. So, you know, we're thankful to Lonnie and Radar for what they do for the scene. But Certainly. Yeah, it's, it, it's just crazy. So it was good seeing you out there. I wanted to go back um, real quick to the Lowrider show that you went to. And I wanted to mm-hmm. remind people... Just a week ago, we had the homie on from the 80s life, and we talked a lot about movie site locations. He talked about the Boys in the Hood site locations, which Ice Cube was in, but that era is so significant. I remember watching the um, the, the editorial, the direct, um, director commentary. Uh, about a year ago, I think I went and I bought Boys in the Hood on uh, Blu-ray. Uh, it was like <laughs> with the, with the uh, I think it came with the digital copy, I think. And I was, and I knew John Singleton had passed away. So I was watching the commentary, and he talked about someone had asked him about the the car that was in that, which obviously was different than the Ice Cube. It was a Good Day, uh, video. Right. But they they said you know right. you know whatever happened to the car or something. He goes, oh, you know I had a chance to buy that car about you know or shortly after the movie wrapped, and mm-hmm. he said he really wished that he had purchased it because I think that car ended up in Japan. You know, there's a lot yeah, of lowrider love there sure. and. Yeah, and champagne. He, yeah, and he was saying how it, the value in that car had increased like tenfold. You know what I mean?
4: Oh, for no doubt.
0: Yeah, it's just a good era, isn't it? I mean, you think back to '91. There, you've got Ice Cube coming out, and the car that that you know that Tim had mentioned uh, with that lowrider coverage, and we'll share the some of the photos. One. The green one that was the the famous <laughs> one from it was a good day video. <laughs> yeah, I
4: mean, it was just like, and and at the time, you know just to see all that gold and that green, it's just just really nuts it was just it's really stunning you know but uh i mean it you know looking back on it you know it's just it's just mind-blowing really you know it's just different time and 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 stuff was built a lot more primitive back then you know and it's it's kind of cool to look back and uh like I was telling you about the speaker box in the back of it, you know, it's like, you know, that was that was at a that was at a uh, a very prestigious show. And it was like so primitive that speaker box with those two fifteens in it, you know, and it's just. Times were so simpler back then, but it's almost like the, those things had a different kind of soul in them. You know, it's like it's like they're soulful, like you can look at it and it's just got a. It's got a different feeling when you look at it, you know, so, but I mean, even the cars today, you know.
0: Yeah. And, and that, that is, it's, it's funny how like, you know, old school BMX and there's mid school and then there's, you know, the current school. Right. But, you know, even with low riders and stuff that, you know, there was that transformation We've got a local guy actually that travels between here in California that we're going to have on. I hope in the very near future to talk about lowriders. And I think um, for me, and I've said this before on the podcast, you have to think back if you're a younger listener to that era of just you know, we that we grew up in. It was either a magazine. It was turn on the TV if you had cable. Now, I lived in Lando Lakes, and we had cable, okay? So my pops had that. <laughs> we were rocking it. So we watched MTV. They played the Coolio video. They um, yeah. they they played the Dre, or excuse me, you know, well, Dre, Let Me Ride, one of my favorite videos. Right, right. Uh, of course, G-Thang oh. had the riders. You had Ice Cube, you know, Easy, you know, always talking about six fours and everything. But you had all of that. And I think it really did shape a lot of us. I mean, I would watch that video, or I would look at the Chronic tape and see Dre sitting in front of the blue uh, Impala, and I was always oh, like, I want to have you know that right. And and my you know that of course got into mini trucks, and then you know I do like the Lincolns and stuff. But I mean, that oh. I think really did shape our minds a lot.
4: I think I, I I mean you know the Impalas and stuff. I mean I'm a huge fan of them and. And I remember as a kid, you know, you know, there'd be two or three of us and, and somebody might say, hey, man, over here in this next city, you know, that there's a car, you know, maybe a 62 Impala or something. And, uh, and you know, we would hear it may have some spokes on it and stuff. And, and two or three of us, you know, we would, you know, tell everybody's parents that we're staying at whoever's house just so we could stay out all night and go search around and see if we could find these cars. And, and I remember doing that, you know. But it was like, like, you know, I've always loved them and I would search them out. But it's like, like in the old music videos, like the old MC Breed videos, there ain't no future in your front yes. when they're rolling those those 720s and stuff. Jason, I was always like, I want that top off, man. I want, I want that. Yeah. You know, that's it,
0: what I want. Yeah. And it was true marketing. Uh, I follow Mike Miller of photography and, you know, he's done every, you know, he's, he's photo- or photographed everyone from the West Coast, even to like crisscross. And, you know, and there's really? a, there's one of the crisscross videos where, you know, there was like, a, I think, a, a lowered Amigo. I forget if it was on Juice. But, yeah, you yeah. know, they had they, of course, had a West Coast influence. They sampled on their last main album. You know, they had, um, you know, samples from Dre and from, you know, Biggie. Right. But if you look at some of their videos and their photo shoots or their, their singles and their album covers, you know, there was lowrider themes and stuff in it. And a lot yeah, of man. that, I think, was because of you know NWA that late '80s into the '90s, and of course King T was a part of that. You know, let's go dipping. Right. I used to watch that right. video and just be like, dude, I don't know what dipping is, but I'm going.
4: <laughs> well, well, I mean, even like you bring up King T, it's like it's like a you know Kid Frost was big at the Lowrider Show. You yes, know? like that whole other thing is like being out there. It, it's the it's the it's that cultural music of um, of Kid Frost that also paid played, played a big part of that environment
0: yeah you know? and DJ like, Laz like, was a part of it as well.
4: Yeah, yep yeah it's just crazy like it's just it's so much it's like you can't put it into words you know well but
0: and I would encourage people that's why I'm such a big uh, you know fan and supporter of DJ Mays uh, you know our homie Jason Barbaglia and oh, you know, I'll sure. give him a little plug. If you haven't went out and downloaded Twitch, it's a free app. You can go. I mean, it's two, three times a week. Now I sometimes miss it because I'm doing the podcast audio and this and that. But I I've been to at least eighty percent of them, and you know the old school music that he spins. You know he he brings in a little bit of rock, a lot of hip hop heavy there, of course, but a lot of that the music goes hand in hand with the car culture and and really the trucks. And I was as we've established even with some of the music videos you just mentioned one. Where you had uh, mini trucks in the the videos. Want to give a huge shout out to one of my severed brothers in the Jason Aldean. I'm not a huge country fan, but I know right. the 1994 song. 1994. Yeah, there's uh, right. severed trucks in that video, and right. you know that was yeah. only. I don't know, fifteen years ago, maybe ish, something like right. that. Yeah, if if yeah. that long ago. So you know, minis have been all the way back, you know, from the late eighties, early nineties, and videos all the way up till you know, almost current.
4: It's really so weird that you know, you know, people that there's people that you really wouldn't associate with, like mini trucks or that time, like you know, like Jason Aldean or any, like you never know, you know. They were kids like us going on spring break, you know, back when back yes. when cruising was big. And you know, they had to come across some bad some bad little trucks, you know, with the hot girls in them. And they're like, "That dude's doing it," you know. So <laughs> you never know who who it made an impact on, you know.
0: It's real so, talk, man. Cool. Yeah, man. We've talked about so much, man. I, I I knew I'd have a smile on my face on this for this interview because. Basically, I mean, we talked about everything from the infancy, how you got involved, of course, low riders, your time at Hunters, which I think is an amazing place. We'll talk more about that in the future. Uh, Of course, your mini truck addiction and things like that. But, you know, thinking back to all the stuff that maybe you had in your head that you wanted to cover, was there any kind of subject or anything that we may have left out or anything else that you wanted to share, homie?
4: Well, I mean, it's just, man, I just, I want to say, man, I just appreciate. You know, you guys having me on, I can't say enough about, you know, we all and anybody listening to this has a passion for this. And I just I appreciate the time and effort that you and Mike and everybody put into this. And I just want to say how much I appreciate all the promoters for giving us a place to go and meet up. And uh, let's just keep doing it. You know, I mean, I don't know. You might have to have me on and, and we might make better memories. You know yes, what I'm Yeah, saying?
0: man. Like, yeah like, like
4: we've been there done that what I'm saying let's but what we got what what's next man like what are we gonna do this weekend we're
0: taking over <laughs> the world man let's do it you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. but no yes, it, sir it, it, it's good to have the conversations and reminisce because I think it's good to remember like where we came from right in terms of this love this passion and I think we've all established that you know to me what's important is you don't look at one type of genre and go oh it's dumb you know we don't all maybe agree with, like, these stance cars or, you know, these whatever, squat trucks, whatever they call them these days. But, you know, I kind of look at it and say, I remember, and people still say this to us today, it's like, why would you lower a truck? Or, you know, back in our my early days, I remember seeing izuzus cruising around and they just had, you know, torn up suspension and things were bouncing. And you're like, why would you want to drive and, you know, shitty suspension? But, you know, you're, you're only that certain age group once in your life, right? You know, 16, 17, 18, 20 years old. And everybody, right. every generation's trying to outdo the next generation. Now, some of us from our era, we probably laugh and go, okay, we're on the down, da- they're on the downfall, right? Some of these other generations. But I-, I think the same, the folks that came before us looked at us going, dude, why would you like lower a truck? You know, why? Right. And I think obviously that question is still asked, but I just would spin all that and say, look, man, you know we're all passionate about certain things. You know you might go to a show and you may not appreciate something as much as the next thing, but you know don't uh, hate on it. You know just move on. Um, and what you said basically. I think rings true for all show promoters. What's important is that you know show promoters can't do what they do without a, an eclectic mix of vehicles. Uh, you know, well if
4: the vehicles aren't there, the people aren't going to come. So I mean, you know, there has to be.
0: The draw, you know, I
4: mean, it's financial, you know, I mean, but I mean, if it it takes it takes all parts to make it work, you know, so, you know, the promoters, like I said, you know, I can't say enough of appreciation of the things they do. But if the trucks and the vehicles don't show up, the spectators aren't coming. So then, you know, then they're going to start dying off. But it, it takes all those things to make it work and make it be able to continue to happen and, and like, as you were speaking on, you know, a lot of times I'll have an older person or something. And that now as just having a birthday yesterday, I, I'm not young anymore. But some of the older people that don't really understand when they see my truck, you know, I, I try to describe to them. I'm like, look, if you really get down and look at some of these custom mini trucks and these custom build trucks, they're no different than the influential hot rodders of the 40s and the 50s you know, some of the, some of the amazing work that's done, their, their works of art, you know, and they, and it puts them in a perspective where they start, they kind of, they kind of see it a little different, you know, and, and another thing, Jason, is, is, you know, people, people that might have an under construction truck, you know, I've talked to several of them here lately, and, and I know, I know the struggles of building something like that, and what it takes, but I'm, like, I tell them, you know, under construction this year is best to show next year.
0: There you go. You know? Hey, I like the way you think, man.
4: And 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 that's when people stand back, just like Daryl Poe. I mean, look at his truck, man. Like, geez, you know, like, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a work of art. What okay, can we say? can't
0: blow Daryl's head up too much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, DP, he's the man, and his truck is it's next level shit, dude.
4: And just like you know, Aaron Cottrell, like all the airbrush work. I mean, it's just it, it, it's it's artwork. It, it's it's beyond a vehicle at that point. You know what I'm saying? And and those are just just a few. You know, there's so many out there, and they all they all have their you know they all have their special traits. You know, and those traits come from the builders. So yeah,
0: and and there's just, and there's certain things that are going to remind us, like you know, a lot of us talk about ballistic and, you know, we know ballistics no longer a truck, so to speak, you know, that original truck, yeah. Pat, you know, kind of dismantled yeah. it like doc did with a, with a DeLorean, remember? And said I took it back to my <laughs> workshop and dismantled it. But we, we right. know, Pat I, I wonder if Pat was thinking about the space time continuum, you know, when he dismantled <laughs> ballistic, but you know, much love to Pat Nickel, great dude. But, you know, in all seriousness, like when you really break it down, there's different vehicles that bring us back to a certain era. Some that were, the baddest build some that maybe didn't run you know you just never know but it's the same thing with video exactly. games you know i can think of some shitty video games that bring me back to my childhood like <laughs> dude i tried playing that game one time on nes the home alone game i think it was or bart versus the space Mutants. and i was like man i can't even get past the fucking first level but i'll play that right now cuz it brings me back to my childhood so
4: and that's right man. that's right it's all about you know hey man we're all living this life man let's do it with a smile on our face yeah, you know, brother. Like, like, what do we? You know, heck, man, good times and good friends, and let's let's go. You know, that's that's what's about. You know, so
0: that's my boy Tim Davis right here, and you can follow him. It's uh, T underscore Davis d a v i s seven four on Instagram. Yeah, man, dude, it's a lot of truth to what you're saying, bro. And I'm just excited about the future and seeing what uh, what you got up your sleeve for the engine bay, bro.
4: It's you know, but well, we're gonna get it there, but uh man i appreciate you guys jason and uh thanks for thanks for you know having me on and and uh let's see what's coming let's do what's next you know so
0: yeah man well listen stay on the rise as we always say and uh we'd love to uh to try to uh link up with you and some of the contacts you have in the future and and maybe talk about hunters and and more stuff man yes sir thank you homie we got you
2: on my balls with the doc not giving a fuck, we bad luck, Here dick the suck, your hoe get tasted with the villain DNA when she ready to chase it, I'm on another level than y'all, niggas dressed up like they Pope John Paul, this that new motherfucking formula y'all, fuck the dress code, nigga, come and smash the walls, post it up, hoes choked up, dick too big, bout to tear throat up, Give a fuck, you askin' to get cut town started this shit, so nigga what? We all fucked up, but y'all lucked up Nigga brown nosin', dropped this nigga's shit Had a whole flame frozen, whole game dozin' In it for something, my y'all bitches, y'all in it for nothing Do not attempt to adjust your radio There is nothing wrong, it's a must I get my hands on some dead presidents Can't be hesitant cause the game goes Do not attempt to adjust your radio There is nothing wrong It's a must, I get my hands on some dead presidents Can't be hesitant cause the game goes Uh on the fuck with Ice Cube? You got the shit talk, big talk, grip, walk, bang hard, run yards, flip cars. Cause you fucking with millionaires, big stars. Only cocking the grip or make our dicks hard. I come through when I handle my business like a goddamn menace. Niggas think I eat spinach, cause you need a dentist. Whenever I finish, it's the Greenwich with a gang of lieutenants. Westside Connection is the campaign. Niggas trying to run shit, pull a hamstring. I'ma do the damn thing, baby, do the damn thing. Damn out their pants, I can't stand it. Ran it like the Animal Planet, the kind of nigga that'll take Janet for granted. Ice Cube got the shit that you blew up on, blew up on. Got a lawsuit at home, it's a shark in a swimming pool. Bad news coming through on them 22s, and I'm hunting you out. Little kids got to run in the house. I'm dirty like. Bang, for that bling bling Nigga get his body's insane. I'm insane Give a fuck if he got him a game. He out of my range Give a shit stains When I get praised uh. Do not attempt to adjust your radio There is nothing wrong It's a must I get my hands on some dead presidents Can't be hesitant Cause the game goes uh-huh. Do not attempt to adjust your radio There is nothing wrong It's a must I get my hands on some dead presidents Can't be hesitant Cause the game goes on uh-huh.
1: Already it is my niggas We going back to the beginning of dude Like for real But even in the midst of this old school shit Um Are your gangsters still bring the pain? Doggy dog, break a awesome. Easily I approach. Yeah. The microphone with a pocket full of dope. The king of the coast, I'm rocking the boat. Oh. Stroking your folks and loking with locs Baby boy got smoke. Ah. Nigga, what up? Nigga, what up? Wow. I need cheese, paper, bread, bread and butter. butter Nut up and cut up the beef uh-huh. I got a 44 piece that'll shut up, nigga. My niggas gon' floss to this My crypt out homeboy's gon' walk to this Creep to the spizzot, and yeah. stash my nizzot Been Call the dis you know we got it, out. Pop right back on your monkey ass Then cock the Glock back on your funky ass uh-huh. Been a long time I shouldn't left you
2: Let's get looped like Snoop Nephew the game goes, uh. Do not attempt to adjust your radio There is nothing wrong It's a must I get my hands on some dead presidents Can't be hesitant cause the game goes on Do not attempt to adjust your radio There is nothing wrong It's a must I get my hands on some dead presidents Can't be hesitant cause the game goes on we go
1: some of this millennium shit from the DOC, nigga And as long as I'm fucking with niggas like Ice Cube Rand the motherfuckin villain Snoop Dogg Dre the motherfucking doctor Baby number one stunner nigga Jazz and Faye, Nate Dogg and the King fan x to the motherfucking Z, 6-2, my motherfucking Silverback family, motherfuckers, so as long as I keep making these records, this is what you gonna get, the shit, make that motherfucker